second. I'll tell you what like. There you go. There we go. What's going on, everybody? I guess I'm taking over No Way Jose. The guy's puffing up there with their vape pens, which is not that cool, I guess. <laughs> no, I actually quit recently, uh, well, over the past week. So yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I mean, we'll see if it sticks. It's I'm not going to lie. It's like, fuck. It's like, in a, like it really upped my weed intake because like, <laughs> like, because well, the thing is my wife has those like uh, weed pens and so they're just like vapes. And so quitting vaping like made it so that like I had that desire for that, like, you know, the, the hand to mouth thing or whatever. And mm-hmm. like, so I just like not even noticing would just like smoke way more and then just be like, wow, I'm way too fucking high. <laughs> So like whereas normally I just like to keep like a low level high like a nice little <laughs> but yeah so it was a little bit of a bitch but now I'm weeding off the weed to kind of ease it back so I'm, I'm getting uh, I, I gotta kind of blame my fiance a little bit I didn't drink all that much you know in the last couple of years now she's decided to start going out with her friends over here and there and so now it's like every time we got to eat I'm usually getting a cocktail and it's a little bit more money but you know what I'm I'm a really bad sucker for old fashions and shit like that so I I just can't help myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, well i guess we're going to talk about the slap that was heard around the world in fact i think that slap was so fucking hard it woke everybody up to the fact that there were the oscars going on <laughs> because i had no fucking clue until um it happened um so real quick what were you guys initial initial thoughts when you guys woke up this morning and kind of saw that was going on or if you caught it last night I caught it last night. Um, you know, my honestly, I thought, well, first off, I thought it was real right away. And I don't understand all the people saying it's not. I think that's weird. But um, or people saying it's staged. I was like, yeah, they're actors. But I don't think that Chris Rock would have been down to get his face hammered like that. And I also <laughs> don't think that that Will Smith would jeopardize his career like mm-hmm. this. Um, it, does, it didn't seem like a calculated move, in my opinion. It, it seemed like a knee jerk reaction by someone who has had their manhood questioned severely uh, because of his wife running around on him and him apparently green lighting it. And yeah, so I think it was just a, a desperate attempt to reclaim his man manhood. And because our society is so sick, you, you have like half of half of the world, half of, you know, leftist Twitter justifying mm-hmm. it by saying words are violence. So this was justifiable. I mean, these people are psychotic. Yeah, the lefties are definitely kind of going all in on it because they're all about justifying the degeneracy that was kind of going on between those two. Um, you know, she she needed some deep spiritual healing found, you know, with a 23-year-old between her legs. We'll get into that a little bit more later on. Um, Jose, initial uh, thoughts and takeaways. Uh, about the the slap, um, I don't know. Um... I mean, there's there's so many different uh, angles to take with this. As silly and stupid as this is, honestly, it's one of those things I kind of like didn't care. But there is a lot of different angles to go with it. It, it is like the only thing that like it, there definitely is something to the fact that like well now it it gives something for people to actually care about with the Oscars. And I know Clint already kind of brought this up about that like um, that uh, it, a lot of people said it was fake. I, I, I lean towards it's not fake. It seemed. It seemed genuine to me, but I wouldn't be surprised either way. Like I, I, I wouldn't. It's not like I'd be like if I found out somehow some leaked documents came out. They're like, up, oh, it was all fake. I, I wouldn't be like, oh my god. Like, yeah, and I, I, I'm like sixty forty, but I lean towards it was real. But I don't know. Altogether, it was all just kind of silly. It definitely was a very like, I mean, for Will on Will's part, like, I mean, I get in a sense sometimes like if you were face to face 
in a bar and someone's talking shit to you maliciously, while I still wouldn't say you should do it, I get it. Like, if you, like, hit a dude because he's talking shit about your wife or some shit, I get it. I mean, I, I probably most times wouldn't. I know I will say that's, like, bitch behavior. I don't care. Whatever. I have nothing to prove. Like, okay, you think my wife's ugly? She's bald? You know, okay, cool. Well, then don't fuck her. Great, because you, you won't. So, <laughs> but, like, I don't know. It's not really – it's just something that rolls off my back. I, I don't know. It, it just seems silly to be like that. But, like, but it's a totally different context. It's literally, like – a completely harmless fucking joke that like, I get it like being upset by it, but it really wasn't even that bad. And I don't know. It was just all seemed fucking silly to me really. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, I guess there's different angles. You can go that there's a lead up. Uh, I don't want to go too in depth. Cause I don't know where you want to bring this to. Cause there's multiple angles we can go down with this whole clusterfuck of the situation. Yeah. I've kind of wanted to dive into the nuts and bolts of it, but we'll uh, kind of get there when you get there. Um, I agree with you guys actually that I don't believe it was staged either. Um, I feel like if it was staged, they probably would have turned his mic on when he started yelling and it would have been a lot more clear rather than him literally yelling across the room and making it so quiet that you could hear a freaking pin drop. Um, and I mean, he slapped the fuck out of him too. It wasn't like, you know, a little love tap. I mean, it was, it was audible. So I, I air with you guys. And then he puts out a pretty thorough apology and not necessarily makes it true, but Wait, I, I apologize today. I didn't see that. Yeah. yeah. It literally, I think just before we were getting on here, he put a uh, statement out on Instagram or something like that. He also gained a million followers throughout the course of this. So, <laughs> you know, um, there's kind of a lot to this. So um, what I meant by the nuts and bolts of things would be kind of the social dynamics surrounding that. But um, I guess before we kind of get rock and rolling down the uh, rabbit hole here, um, let's do a little share. And hopefully I got this right. And hopefully the audio works. Um, share screen. Okay. You guys see that? Mm -hmm. Cool. All right. So this was the best unbastardized clip I could find. Most of the other ones were like bullshit and commentary. It's only about a minute long, but the real juice kind of starts right around 20 seconds. So right about there. You guys can hear that, right? I'm not hearing any audio. I don't know if that's something I do on my end. Uh, no, I think maybe you just got whoa. <laughs> no, let me uh, close it. See if you can figure that out. If not, I mean, I, a lot of people have already seen it. Uh, Joey yeah. said, "I fucking hate that this is uh this is in the news and so much else is going on." Yeah, no, this is pretty dumb. But yeah. I don't know. There, there's definitely some conversation to be had here, and it's it's something. I right. Yeah, so, I talk about all the serious shit like ninety nine percent of the rest of the time. So don't don't sweat it. Just yeah. you can tune out if you don't like us talking about it right now. Yeah. Um, it's, it's like laying pipe and be like, I can't believe I'm doing this. There's so much other serious shit going on. It's like, I don't know. Have some fun every now and then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. In case you got to enjoy some uh, steak and you know, it's not all sizzle with your steak. Sometimes it's just the steak alone. Um, but initially what had happened was that he said, um, you know, Hey, GI Jane too. Can't wait to see it. And she has, allopathic alopecia or something like alopecia? that I don't know. It's, it's it's some kind of 
hair disorder. Some black disease. I, <laughs> I have no idea what it is. I know it's always they somehow made it a black thing though. I didn't know it was a black thing. Like I don't know. Like no, actually, um, men suffer from androgenic alopecia or something. I can't remember the exact terms off the top of my head, but it's actually an autoimmune disease. Yeah, Look, I'm talking? a victim. Yeah. <laughs> I got a little bit, not quite that bad yet. Um, but you know, um, I, I think we have about the same amount of hair. To be honest, I just say, <laughs> yeah, I, I get yelled at. I got told I look really old if I shave my head and uh, leave the beard. It does, it does make you look older. But I've been doing it for ten years, so no one, no one has a clue what my age is. Um, I wanted to say real quick, I yeah. one of my best girlfriends actually is uh, has alopecia, and <laughs> she's she's been bald for years, and she's very beautiful. Um, but I white? count on her. I yeah, she's she's white. She's half Egyptian. That's what's weird. Black. They I saw so many things that made it like a black thing, and I'm no, like, well, I mean, she's half. Well, yeah, why why would you know why would they yeah. make it about that though? I, I guess, but it's also like, how is al? I, I just assume maybe alopecia just affected you know black people no, more. It, I don't it ain't pickle know. cell. Well, it may affect yeah. them more, but <laughs> but regardless, white people get it too, so it's not a racial thing. So, yeah. anyways, she she has no hair, and and like I said, she's totally beautiful, but. Uh, I clown on her constantly for it. And I think it's, and I think that's like when you're really close with someone, um, that's what you do. You know, you yeah. make fun and, and we're both bald. So it, it, it's a, it's a nice relationship to have. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say this though, you know, if, if I was in a bar and some random dude were to come up to her and clown on her for being bald, I would probably slap the shit out of him. So mm-hmm. it, it's all about setting to me because mm-hmm. it's like, first off, I don't like if I don't know you, I can't say that type of stuff. However, the setting was a stand up comic who's doing his job. And you're a famous person who is accustomed to being dragged through the mud by everyone on social media forever and ever and ever. So there is no justification for him to do that, especially for what amounts to a relatively tepid joke and a joke that any young person didn't even get because they don't even fucking remember that movie. Um, mm-hmm. So. I just thought all the way around it was like such a dramatic overreaction. And I go back to the fact that I really think he was trying to reclaim his manhood because he feels as if it has been questioned very sincerely. And it has been questioned very sincerely by a lot of, a lot of people. Yeah. So his, his reaction is to try and, uh, you know, stand up, show his masculine side and, and then pivot it to being about defense and defense of women in particular, if anyone saw this, his, uh, his speech after he won best actor that's all it's about he's just like i i have been called on by god to defend my family and women and then he starts talking about all the women that have been in the movie that he won the award for and it's like it's like bro this is so transparent like you slapped him because you're a cuck and you can't handle it like that's that's what it is and everybody knows it so i don't know why you're going down this path did you guys see all the uh, jack murphy memes the the jack murphy beard (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, uh, sorry, Jose. No, no, you're good. Oh, shit, I forgot my point. Uh, yeah, no, there's definitely something to that. Someone brought up, you know, sad. Oh no, what do you say? Uh, God, fuck it, Lawson. He goes, uh, you can make fun of his wife, but you can't put you, you but you can, uh, but you can, you can put, put, your, you dick can put your dick in her. Which is like, I mean, don't get me wrong. One thing I did want to touch on is I have honestly no issue with Will and his open thing. I I don't really care. I don't like either. whatever. But the, the weird thing is though is that yeah, people clown on him, and I oh I remember what to say. I've heard. I think there's some. I saw somewhere that they said that like Chris Rock was one of the many people who clowned on him big time for it prior, 
which I mean, whatever, still beside the point. You're still, it's, the setting is no, nowhere near appropriate, at least in a bar or something. While I may not agree with it or think you should, and I may not even do it myself, I mean, I'm sure I can imagine a hypothetical in which I would, but like, it, it's still like there's, at least there I can understand. This is fucking retarded. But with the uh, the open relationship thing, I don't give a shit. It really, but then it comes down to like, the problem is, I, I guess I vaguely remember in the the interview when this all came out a while ago, he definitely did not seem comfortable with it. So it's one no, thing, yeah, yeah, it's one thing if you have an open relationship and you're like, yep, this is what we both want, we're cool with it. It clearly does not seem like something he's okay with, and, which is one aspect of it. And then you know, which then kind of plays in the whole dynamic here of how uh if you look at the video he was laughing at the alopecia joke mm-hmm. and then his wife got a bitchy look because as soon as, as soon as chris rock said it you, you saw jay's face do that like look when a woman does yeah. not like a joke which is like pretty much any joke with a woman but um <laughs> but yeah she gave that look and then then his face turned changed so like and then it kind of almost plays more to that dynamic of like you're just your wife's bitch like, and that's what it kind of comes off. It's like, if you guys both have a relationship, you guys both want to have an open thing, whatever, far be it for me to say anything about it, that's your thing. It, it, there is something, too, when you are a public individual, the, the aspect of how that translates to the rest of the world. Uh, and then that kind of plays into the uh, Jack Murphy thing, which is like, it, it is weird. But Jack Murphy, it's like, He's I, I feel flexible. Yeah, I was thinking about today, and it's like, I feel like you got to be one extreme or the other. Like, you either have to be completely open about it, completely embrace it, or don't say a word about it ever. Ever, 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 never, ever, ever, and keep your shit on lock. Because if that was the case, Jada was sloppy as fuck. Because she was, like, fucking her her, fucking her friend's, her son's kid, or her son's friend. So it's like, like, or whatever, (laughs) you know what I mean, Her her son's friend. Which is like, if you guys have an open relationship, even if that is the case, I cannot in any way imagine how that is anywhere appropriate to be fucking friends of your son. Like, that's fucking weird. Or even just be the least bit open about it. Like, if you're going to be doing that, like, unless you guys are, like, open, open and completely embrace it and he's all cool with it, which even then that's weird. I feel like as a public person, I don't know. There's something to that. We're just like, well, see, this is the the whole reason I don't respect him is because he's clearly bothered by it, which means he doesn't he doesn't want it. Right. But he right. doesn't put his foot down and stop it, which is why I, I personally have lost respect for him. It's it's not even that he's doing it or that he's allowing it to happen. If that were the case, I'd be like, hey, it's your life, brother. Like, do what you want. But it's all it's either one or the other. You can't have this hybrid ground where you're like, yeah, my wife fucks other dudes and I'll beat anyone up that jokes about it. It's like, no, yeah. dude, you're like, you're bothered, clearly. And and I think that's the saddest part about it. Well, so the nuts and bolts of it to me and that I kind of think everybody's kind of breezing past is that if you think back to 2020, when this all kind of initially started in a way, right, where um, the news got out that she was screwing around with that dude August or whatever, right? The dude's 23 years old and she had, they had broken up or were engaging in an open relationship or whatever. And then this red table talk came out where they were going back and forth, kind of what you guys were talking about a little bit earlier. And you could tell Will Smith is on freaking edge the entire interview. And she says that it was an entanglement, right? He kept kind of trying to get her to say what it was, but she wouldn't do it, right? So she ended up saying it was an entanglement, right? You're in an entanglement. Like I'm in an 
I'm in a, in a entanglement with my fiance, right? Jose is in an entanglement with his wife, right? Where they end up producing babies, right? It, yeah. It's not a relationship because if you say that, then it looks bad. But the surrounding culture around this is that women, we're supposed to believe women are wonderful and women can do whatever they want and they don't have to pay a price for it, right? Now imagine what would happen if Will Smith, the 50-year-old actor, went around and uh, fucked a 23-year-old uh, woman. Everybody would be losing their minds. People would lose their shit over this. Well, especially if it was his daughter's friend. Yeah. Right. Yes. I mean, I wouldn't even care if they have an open relationship and he was fucking some 23-year-old. I might be like, it's weird because of your age, yeah. but whatever. You know, do you? I mean, 23, I guess, like, it's weird, but at least they're, like, of age in all regards, I guess. Where I mean, if you're, like, 19, all right, that's, like, really weird. I mean, not, like, criminal, but fucking weird if you're, like, a 40-something-year-old dude fucking a 19-year-old. But, like... 23 whatever i don't give a shit but now if it's like your your daughter's friend yeah that's fucking weird <laughs> like, yeah not cool yeah and the other thing is that you i saw so many people kind of sticking up for him doing that right where oh you know i would do that for my fiance too i would do that for my wife i would do that for whoever you know this this is how we have to treat our wives if they're being talked about this way but He's being celebrated as a hero, you know, kind of like the same dynamic you see with step parents, where you're not the dad who um, you're not the stepdad, you're the dad who stepped up. You're supposed to embrace your cuckoldry and carry on with that because it's the right thing to do. Right. You're where it's man, bad woman. Good. You know, this woman was completely unfaithful and screwed around on him. And then he went out and, you know. He looked like an ass on TV. How are you going to take that? She literally told you I was fucking another dude on television, on national television in front of everybody. And, yeah, he, he just had nothing to say about it. He tried to get her to just say, look, I fucked up, but she really wouldn't come out and admit that. And, uh, you know, two years later, when somebody busts his wife's balls and then she rolls his eyes, then, you know, he feels like it's his time for redemption. It's time to go slap the shit out of somebody. And it, it kind of upset me because I think uh, – Chris Rock is actually a pretty likable dude from what I've seen. And I think he's hilarious, but um, that's neither here nor there. He, yeah, it's a it's insecurity masquerading as machismo is what it is. Right. Like what this whole situation is like, because it is like, I mean, like me and Clinton both said, Clinton said that he might like he would slap someone in a situation in the bar. I may or may not. I say I wouldn't now, but if I have a few drinks in me, I might. But I, I fully admit that's not the right course of action. Now, whether yeah. I do it or not doesn't mean anything. And like, and I will say it is because there is some aspect of they're playing on my insecurities because I do feel like someone is impinging on my fucking, you know, my ego or, or as me as a man or disrespecting me. Whereas like, but the rational side of me realizes like, hey, this doesn't lead to anything good. Like nothing good comes out of this. It's best. To, I mean, there are obviously situations where you get backed in a corner and you're not like, or like, don't get me wrong. If someone's talking shit to my wife or something and I'm going to close an area where it's not really that easy to get away from or whatever, I'm probably going to have words and there's a good chance it escalates. I don't know mm -hmm. if I throw the first punch, but it, it probably will get there one way or the other. But like it still it, there's still some aspect of like that's not me being rational. Like I, right. I, I, I'm able to recognize, especially in this this current context, it's not the appropriate thing to do. But now in a situation where it's like he's literally on stage, he has to go to such an extent to literally express his outrage it's just it's so fucking childish and it's just insecurity like i don't know anyone who's come to defenses i've just like lost res any respect luckily i haven't seen anyone i really respect come to the defense of that i can think mm -hmm. of because it's like it's just such a 
bitch move to even like endorse that like i i, I don't know Not, like, well monstrey came to his defense a little bit oh did he um, well he has yeah. me blocked so which makes yeah sense. <laughs> <laughs> me. Um, yeah you know i think that really i don't this is kind of an unlibertarian position but more of like an anarchist uh enforcing the culture type mm -hmm. position like i think in any setting if a comedian says something you don't assault them that's just absurd. Like they're they're up there trying to make someone laugh. So you just flatly, no matter what is said, you yeah. cannot assault them. And the fact that security wasn't immediately brought in to just like cuff him and escort his ass out of there is insane to me. Uh, but I will say, you know, I don't think that it's totally irrational if your significant other is being badmouthed by some rando in a bar and you say like, hey, we're going to have a physical alteration or altercation if you don't stop. Mm -hmm. um, and then if he doesn't stop, then, you know, at least you've given fair warning and then you go from there. Uh, so I don't know. I think that that's like kind of part of the degradation of our culture is the fact that men don't really do that anymore is that right. we don't check people when they're out of line. And, and now we're kind of at this like really dark place where you have some people justifying violence for really stupid shit. And then you have other people that don't use violence, even when it's probably justifiable. And I don't know. I don't know where you find that line, but it just seems like we're definitely off the path that we should be. And I know that would yeah. take my libertarian card because I just violated the nap with that take. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I have no problem. Like, I, like even I will admit that it's maybe you did break the nap, or whatever. But it's like I don't, I don't know. Like I'm kind of getting at like I, I have me saying I would perform an action under a given scenario is not me in any way endorsing it. Like, like oh, yeah. I, I don't know. Maybe there is a case. And, and as you were saying that, I was kind of thinking there's definitely a case to be made that in certain situations you could almost imply they're kind of being aggressive if they're doing something like that. So there is a case to be made that like, Hey, okay. Like, you know, uh, all right, well, I'm going to stand my ground. Like, okay. Well, <laughs> like, and, and it's yeah. a, and it's a man, you know, bad mouthing a woman who can't defend herself. So it's like at some point, you know, you can't, you can't allow it to escalate to the point of the man assaulting your significant other. Yes. So like Absolutely. you're going to have to intervene, be it verbally or physically at some point, unless he just, gets bored and walks away so i don't know i think that there's there's a real discussion to be had there uh we got a super chat by a arabian pleb yeah yeah i was gonna bring that. it up when it seemed appropriate yeah arabian pleb uh yeah uh, you you guys see you on here sometimes i appreciate it uh gentlemen is a lesson here to not continue a marriage with an unfaithful person much love legends thank you appreciate it uh i mean i think that's kind of i, I would say the crux of here is defining terms because that's kind of we're getting an unfaithful i think uh whether someone's faithful or not depends on, you know, your the terms given, of the agreement. Yeah, your terms of your agreement. Yeah. Like if you're in a relationship, and that's kind of what we're getting at. Like, I mean, obviously, no one knows the inner dynamics of of his uh, relationship, but like, it definitely seems like he's not okay with it, as we've all said. You know, yeah. so it does kind of seem like she's kind of unfaithful. Although it is like to some extent. I mean, if I had to assume this situation in there. I guarantee you it's one of those things where she's kind of like, well, we should have an open relationship. It's like, well, I don't know if I'm okay with that. And then she probably just talks over she him and kind of pulls okay. Yeah. And so it's like, in a sense, it's kind of like, all right, dude, that's your fault. Like maybe it's kind of debatable when she's unfaithful or not, because you haven't really made it super clear because you probably just bitch out and just, you know, fold to whatever she says. So, you know, like, and I, I also think it, it matters too, if he's, if he's having an open relationship on his end, like if he's running around doing whatever he wants, whenever he wants, then, yeah. you know, it's kind of, it's kind of fair game, but I don't know. I don't know any of the details of the inner working. So 
All yeah. I can judge is based off of what I do know. And what I do know is that he's not comfortable with it and he's not leaving her. And for that reason, I think mm. that he ought to leave her or he should yeah. expect us not to respect him. I, I think that's yeah. simple. So he yeah. probably should. Well, I think he, personally he should have left her as soon as he found out that she was running around on him. Right. I mean, because in my mind, if you are of the persuasion that once you marry somebody, it's just you and this person monogamously for the rest of your lives. Then, you know, once that person is no longer monogamous with you, then you kick in with the curb. Right. And I, 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 I would push back in a little bit cause there are okay. kids involved. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. If this happened when they were like three years old, then it'd be like, nah, fuck that. I'm out. But like, I think his kids were both in like high school. So I can totally make a justification of like, or at the time, or like I, I think the daughter is younger, so like I don't know if she was of age at that point. But there is some argument to like uh, there is some argument to stay together for the kids, not for a long period of time. But if you're like, eh, just a couple of years, we'll you know we'll make it last until they're out of the house. But well, like they're, they're both adults yeah. now. I know that they're both adults. Now. Yeah, now there's no reason. Like they're adults. Like they can get over it. Like there's no and and you know, the kids are fucked up. So well, like, my, my point, yeah, my point is essentially here though. If you know if these two agreed <laughs> to be together, then okay. Well, if you cheat on somebody and i'm not saying their specific situation but like you know jose i'm sure if your wife cheated on you you guys would be having words if my fiance yes. went out and cheated on me then <laughs> obviously same deal we we agreed long ago like that's a line you don't cross or else we're done because you can't violate that trust men's innate instinct though is kind of i want to know the child's mind right so whenever you're with a woman and she goes running around on you then you don't know if that child's going to potentially if that child's going to be yours because what does that say if that child's not yours then your dna dies right here right now and you don't continue on to the next generation so that's gene death for you that's what men don't want so when women go running around on men that's gene death to us we don't know if the kids ours and we don't want to be cuckolded and you know when that happens to men clearly they're not okay with it i mean some men may convince themselves that it's okay but i you know, I think our innate instinct is to think, no, this isn't what we want. And I think he kind of showed that in not only this interview, but in his behavior at the uh, Oscars. I, and, I got a hot take. The, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was just going to say from the female perspective, it's it's pretty similar, actually, in that they want if they don't have if they don't know that the man is the father, then they can't expect him to be there to provide and to care and make sure that the child survives, which also amounts to gene death for the woman. So. The, the same, uh, you know, instinctual drive exists for both sexes. I just wanted to add that. Yeah. I, I, I do have a little bit of a hot take here. I think it's uh, mm -hmm. it should be, maybe not even necessarily should be, it almost is in some senses, I feel like more acceptable for a man to have multiple partners in a biological sense, cultural sense, multiple senses. Because like, I mean, even from a biological argument, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's not, it's, it's, <laughs> It's pretty easy to tell when a woman, if from a woman's perspective, you know if it's yours, and mm -hmm. like as a man, you don't know. So it is like a matter of spreading your seed around. And if you, even if you look at like the Bible, any ancient text, even modern civilization, some some modern like third world civilizations, there's like the the going trend is like the more successful of a man you are, the more wives you have or concubines or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's very rare that you see even in a historical context a woman with multiple. And I know you can make a case that. I mean, I think if we were to bring it back to like early man, I I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if man, uh, or you know, humanity was something along the case of like lions, where it's almost like a pride. The more successful of a male you are, the more females you had. So it, it is why something about cuckoldry is like so perverse deep down to our core. 
Like yeah. you expect a man to fuck around. I'm not saying that's okay because it is a matter of like your terms, but I honestly find it more appropriate when you see things like Mormons and shit uh, that like have multiple wives. I mean, I wouldn't want to fucking do that, especially not in a modern context. And like, a, you know, a thousand years ago, sure, that's just a sign of that motherfucker is you know like killing it right now, like he's doing well. But <laughs> modern day, the, 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 the women have women have got a little more uppity, and I, I think it'd be a little bit. Uh, it wouldn't be so fun having multiple women. But, you know. Yeah. Well, there's uh, yeah. actually. There's evidence on this too that the more or the more men that a woman sleeps with, that actually the less and less likely she's to be happy in that marriage, and the less and less um, likely that, that marriage is going to last. So around like one to three or like one to four is about ideal, right? That's where um, the chances of that marriage lasting are actually the highest. And then once it gets over four, non-linearly actually gets worse and worse and worse. And as for men, it actually doesn't matter, right? And once again, you think back to our core is that. What do we want to do? We want to spread the seed. We want to get a whole bunch of kids out of their way. So that way our DNA continues on the next generation. Now, as Clint said, there obviously is a element of that in women as well. But um, that's, our, why, that's why they want to sleep with powerful men. because Exactly. Provide, you know. Right, right. Because they want somebody who's going to be able to provide for their offspring. And once again, protect. They're looking for provision. It's not... You know, and obviously women can provide for themselves in current day context, but you got to think about what what are our brains kind of hardwired for? And once again, men, we want to know the kids ours and women want to be provided for and protected. And once again, make sure their offspring are safe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess it's kind of made me think I, I, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if this began or with will fucking around or if he had fucked around before. And then he did say, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but yeah. in that red table talk that he wanted to get even. That he wanted to get even? He said he wanted to get even. Ooh, and, okay, yeah. that implies she did it first. Because, I mean, part of me was like, maybe he mm-hmm. fucked around first. And there is something to a man to where, like, uh, uh, like, like he fucks around. And I get it. If you're a rich, powerful man, I mean, I'm not going to lie. It would be super hard to avoid the, avoid the fucking, especially <laughs> if you're on the road all the time. I, I mean, let's be let's be real. I mean, if you're a dude, like a, a attractive, powerful man, you can be getting thrown at you. And you're not always going to be with your wife. So it's not – it's – I mean, you know, weakness happens. So, well, and he and he probably spends months away when he's on movie sets yeah. and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I honestly think it's kind of crazy for men of his status to get married, uh, just yeah. simply because you have infinite options wherever you go, forever and ever and ever. And it's like I don't understand really why men in his position make that choice. But if you're going to make it you should make it with some woman who would not possibly consider doing this to you. Like, I think that's the, that's the weirdest part about it. It's like, you can have any woman on earth and you chose a chick who's going to run out, run around on you in public. Like why? They were married for 25 years. Right. So I know. know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I know. But like if if she's going to change the terms of the agreement and you're not on board, fucking leave, man. Like this (laughs) this is where I lose the respect. It's like, of mm-hmm. course, of course, she has the right to do this if she wants to, but he absolutely has the right to leave her ass for doing it. So mm-hmm. I just think that's a really simple. Well, this kind of plays to my earlier point with these rich, powerful men. It kind of, you know, harkens back to the old times of the of the if, if I under I completely get if I was it's a rich, hard. powerful man still wanting to have a wife, kids, stuff like that. But if you're, you know, always gone, shit like that, I, I that kind of goes through the terms of your relationship. I, I think you really should consider having an honest conversation and finding someone that's like, Hey, I'm probably going to fuck around. Like, let's be real, but it's not cool for you. <laughs> like, let's be like, I'm not even playing. I know it sounds fucked up, but like, 
it's a little bit different with his dynamic with his wife because Jada has her own money, her own power, whatever influence. Whereas it'd be different if you're a dude who's bringing all the power, money, everything to the table, and you just you have someone you love, etc., whatever. It, I feel like it's perfectly fine to be like, hey, these are the terms of relationship. Like, I'm not cool Take with you fucking around. Yeah, I mean, exactly. I mean, it's a little bit like I said, it kind of muddies things up with something like Jada because you can't really like. Because I guarantee if you bring that to the table, she's like, well, all right, I can fuck around. You're like, oh, fuck. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I'm not cool with that. Like, and you know what? It's, it, I would completely get her being like, well, I don't want you to fuck around. Like, I, it, it really does come down to how you define your relationship. And I, I, I totally get how these rich, powerful men, you know, would have these type of things. Maybe I know a lot of the trad people might be reeing right now, but it's yeah. I, I think there's something. If you're a rich, powerful man, I think it's unreasonable to expect you to not fuck around to some well, extent. Th I this, mean, is the, this is the beautiful irony of all this is that the, the trads will be upset, but there is nothing more traditional than a powerful man having mul multiple yeah. partners. Like that is that is actually the traditional way of living for, for much of human history. So I think it's kind of ridiculous that people yeah. would, would say like, no, no, no. Yeah. And uh, that's, I mean, it is traditional. That is the traditional way. And and I'm not even saying like it's right or wrong. I'm just saying that's it's what, it's what it is. Yeah. yeah. And, and to play on uh, Kyle's typical shtick with the health and liberty, I watched this documentary forever ago about like testosterone. And they've shown that men who uh, – it, it's kind of this weird uh, relationship between how testosterone goes, at least from the little bits I understand is like – Men who typically lead, you know, that generic, you know, fucking around, doing high-risk activities, you know, kind of living that, like, early 20s life, that typically ends up being the, the – that kind of spur increases your testosterone. Testosterone. They found that men who, like myself, who are, you know, domesticated, have wife, kids, so like typically have lower testosterone. Luckily, I've kept up with fitness mm -hmm. and stuff, so I probably keep it up. But they've shown that it seems to be that these type of activities actually raise your testosterone. And they've also shown – that that kind of plays into these rich, powerful characters. So, you know, the Bill Clintons, the, I don't know, all the big players, the Will Smiths, whatever, they tend to, they've shown statistically, these individuals tend to have higher levels of testosterone, which makes sense because that makes you have more charisma, more energy, more, you know, there, there is something about, you know, like, more I, mass, yeah. I, I don't more know if drive, you've ever, more, more, yeah. uh, more passion towards conquest. Like, these mm -hmm. are all like very yeah. male instinctual things. And if you're going to be, a true alpha and rise to the top of any industry it's kind of a prerequisite i mean certainly yeah. sometimes you can be a beta and just have an immense amount of talent and end up in some sort of art form that allows you to rise to that level in today's culture but historically if you didn't have high testosterone and you weren't just like the stereotypical alpha you have essentially no chance yeah, yeah. And with with that comes a higher propensity for fucking around which one of the things in that documentary i remember it was kind of interesting how they kind of brought into the context of the modern day and how things are becoming you know they, they really i think they brought bill clinton a lot you know and how his whole situation with all the infidelity came up like that was very commonplace like look at jfk but no one really made a thing of it, it was this like unspoken thing people kind of knew that like they fuck rich, powerful men fuck around. And that's kind of just what rich, powerful men do. And it is kind of this like typically the kind of people who get this situation are high T people. And this kind of like comes with it. And I, I guess this kind of plays into the conversation. There's definitely something to there. I had, a, I had another point I was going to make, but I, I just f find that interesting. That's like these high T people end up in these situations, but then it's like this weird modern day situation with the modern day media where there's so much more of a, you know, scope on people. A microscope on people that is kind of like it's having this opposite effect where now it's like Bro, kind of weeding 60, out these people <laughs> 60 60 years ago 
we had every president was was sleeping around and the media wouldn't even cover it because mm -hmm. they they re first they they respected the office so much that they wouldn't talk about it but secondarily it was just expected they were like this isn't even newsworthy of course jfk is sleeping with marilyn monroe <laughs> of course he is um so i think that's that's the funny thing is like this isn't even ancient history like this has been kind of the way of the world for a very long time and it's only this modern iteration where you know woke culture and all this nonsense where we actually make it a big deal ultimately i don't give a fuck and i've said that many times i really don't care i just think that when you bring your your personal life into the public then you have to expect the screw thank you i'm glad you put that on there yeah exactly <laughs> the, the Angus khan the ultimate poonhound that dude yeah exactly yeah, could you yeah, imagine? Really? Well, order what his lay count was by the end of his life. Can you imagine if he had just only slept with women that were willing? Like, then he would just be a legend <laughs> and not a not a total rapist. Yeah, he'd be. Let me kill Mister. Then, right? Um, <laughs> I, I just wanted to uh, add on to what Jose was saying there a little bit earlier. Um, think about Tiger Woods, um, a comedian I like a lot, Alonzo Bowden, even though he's a complete and total Democrat and kind of insufferable in that regard. Um, his one thing was Obama got his Nobel Peace Prize and he thought he was the most famous black man in the world, you know, with the Nobel Peace Prize and everything. And then Tiger Woods came around and said, really? Watch what happens when I fuck around. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, same deal. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods bought his wife an island. It's kind of like, well, you know, I'm all right with you doing whatever you do. Just like so you don't fuck around on the island I bought you. <laughs> well, this this is actually a good, a good example because you have Tiger Woods, you have Jeff Bezos, you have all of these guys who, when they're not super rich and famous, get married, and then <laughs> then they get to be a billionaire, and then they're just like, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna exit, and I'm gonna get a younger wife, and I'm gonna pay half of my fortune to this woman, just because I want so desperately to be able to sleep around, like because they couldn't do it when they were younger." And I think that it's it's just this like, it's a really tough position for men to be in and i don't think people like i know i know a lot of people will just be like oh you're just a you know scumbag or whatever i'm like look i'm just being honest like if you are some nerd like jeff bezos who couldn't get a girl to save his life and you become the richest man in the world like yeah i feel for the guy i'm like yeah i could understand why you want to finally go out there and conquer everything that you never could in the past yeah, well, uh, his wife or his ex-wife now became, I think, the richest or like third richest woman in the entire world. On stage exactly. <laughs> it is weird whenever I hear people who can't understand this concept because it's like not to be entirely crude, but it's like the only people who seem to not get this are like women and then like bitch dudes. Like I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay to fuck around with your wife. I mean, I think like if you're a rich, powerful dude, maybe you should have some sort of conversation, explore the the boundaries of what you guys are comfortable with in that regard, because it is kind of like there is something natural to that extent. But try living life as a high testosterone person with a dick. Like <laughs> I, I'm not saying like I've been married for a decade, been faithful, like but at the same time, like I also don't I generally typically like I, I, I don't know I don't generally don't put myself in situations. But, like, I don't know. Like, if you're a rich, powerful dude being thrown at you, like, there, I don't know. Like, there is something to the expression, like, thinking with your dick. Like, I, well, I, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's a well-known phenomenon in the NBA where the, the guys just they, – they almost all of them are, are married and have kids because that's, like, culturally what they do. They, they get married. They have kids. But then also almost all of them have just, like, not even necessarily a discussed open relationship as much as that it's a given. They're like, yeah, yeah when I'm on the road – 
I'm one of the famous, most famous, most wealthy black people on the planet. And I have girls on Instagram that are just saying, I will meet you at your room. Do you think I'm not going to do it ever? Like, yeah. it's just kind of like, no, I'm going to. I have like nope. supermodels that want to meet me in New York. Right. Well, think about what men mostly want. They want unlimited um, sexual access to the most, you know, sex that they can possibly get. So, I mean, if you got that coming at you, how many dudes do you know that are really going to say, sorry? <laughs> yeah, I mean, there there are some, and and God bless them. And I'm oh, I'm actually one yes. of I, I'm one of them in the in the sense that like I I am capable of being faithful, but I also understand the kind of like ill will that builds up over time if you're in a relationship. If you're like if you are if you have all of these options and you're just like ah uh, no I love my wife I'm gonna be I'm gonna be faithful forever until we die. Missing out. Yeah, the, yeah, it's FOMO. It's exactly. It's just it's just FOMO. And and I, again, I'm not justifying it. I'm just I'm just explaining it. Like, yeah, it makes sense, you know. <laughs> yeah, someone said in there is the difference between the king's bastard son and the son that inherits the throne. There's something to that. That kind of plays into like there was something to that. The fact that like like the bastard son, it's almost like you like the king everyone understands the king's going to fuck around in that context. Like everyone understands it. But at the same time, the king generally is kind of just a little bit is discreet about it to some extent. It's not like something you flaunt. Uh, the same thing. It's kind of the opposite. The same thing with Jada. Jada was like flaunting it. Like even if we were going to flip the roles, even if we weren't playing, I, I know people may say it's sexist, but that like I brought up earlier that I find it to be more appropriate for men than it is for women. But let's say we make it completely equal. Even if we flip the roles to where to where, you know, Jada was Will and Will was Jada, it still would be fucked up in the extent that where she was yeah. flaunting it. Like that's not okay. Like he, like he was wanting it in the flip scenario. Yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I, I think that, that that's really the problem is that if you're going to have this type of lifestyle, given the the cultural um, taboo about it, well then you you have to expect you're gonna get dragged. Like same with Jack Murphy. It's like, dude, you were talking about masculinity and manhood and all this stuff. Like it's it's going to be natural that you're going to have pushback if it comes out that you did XYZ in your past. Um, so I totally agree with Jose. It's like either embrace it entirely or mm -hmm. explain it. You know, you have to explain it or don't ever let the fucking world know. Like yeah. it's one of those yeah, three I options. Mean, with, with him, it was already out the bag with Jack because he already wrote an article about it. That that was the whole point. It's like it's already there. There's no avoiding it. Like exactly. if you hadn't done that shit before, it'd be a different story. You could be like, you know, whatever. Like it, it, like because the thing with Jada and Will, like it'd be one thing if like they had an open relationship, they never spoke about it whatsoever like openly in the public and she didn't flaunt her boy toys around because there, there is something to that. You could make the case. It's like, okay, well she still loves Will. Will's her main man, whatever. She fucks around every now and then has some fun, maybe while he's on the road or whatever, you know, whatever, do your thing. I don't give a fuck. Like that's your, that's your deal. That's your relationship. But it's something disrespectful about like, like there were pictures of her with the fucking boy toy and shit. She was kind of walking around and stuff and then talking about it on like fucking like major, like, uh, like, airing their laundry out on i can't remember what show it was on but it was like major shit like that that just I read comes she off has some she has like some channel on facebook or yeah. something where she talks about it. i'm like what, what are you doing why are yeah, you doing just, this it just comes off as disrespectful even if that is your guys's relationship like well, it just think, comes off I, yeah i think that's what what really was hillary's gripe with bill i don't i i think you would be completely naive to think that they don't have an open relationship. I think that yeah. Hillary and Bill have an open relationship. I think that I personally believe that Hillary's a lesbian. Hillary Clinton? I know. I, well, women do. I think she's a lesbian. <laughs> and I, I'm serious. I really, I really believe that Huma Abedin, uh, the the now ex-wife of Anthony Weiner, 
was very likely Hillary's girlfriend. What the so fuck? That's how I, I dropped the link in the group chat. <laughs> What's up? He said, anyone want to join? I was like, all right, I'll come through. And, and then I hear Clint talking about cuckoldry. I'm like, I'm in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, says, let's be honest. Will Star is falling, not rocks. I totally disagree. Will Smith just won best actor. Like, and that movie was was really good in my opinion. So it's 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 kind of, and and Chris Rock came out hard in favor of, uh, like mandatory vac- vaccination. So he lost my respect personally. Yeah, there's something to what Poyu said though. Like, uh, if you, I mean, yeah, I know we're in Twitter world, so that's how what I'm like gauging it by. But if you look at like the big people and shit, like a lot of the like the Oscar type people, yeah, a lot of them were like kind of sort of had Will's back. But if you look at like most. Like I don't know, people that like the the salt of the earth people give a shit about. Most of them were kind of like, "Fuck this, this is bullshit." And it's kind of it kind of plays. There's some sort of parallel here between the 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 slow death of Hollywood and the ratings or whatever, and how much they glorify themselves. And this is kind of that exemplified once again. Because if you look at the the the, the group of people who are you know, being like, oh my God, look at this. You, you go, you go off King or whatever. Like that, the demographic of them, the demographic of people like, whoa, dude, what the fuck? That's not okay. It's kind of the same demographic. If anything, I know there are like a lot of people saying this is for, you know, ratings and don't get me wrong. I'm sure they got a rating boost or whatever. Like, and I mean, maybe it was fake. I don't fucking know. But if anything, I actually think it only goes to further their decline because it shows how out of touch they are with the, the people. Right. Yeah. Um, I had a question, but I completely forgot what the hell I was going to ask. You know what? You know what? It kind of it, it reminded me of how weak of a society we have now. Because I was mm-hmm. thinking, I've been I've been studying like ancient, not ancient history, but American history, like like uh, the founding yeah, fathers and things like that. And <laughs> when when he goes up to him and he slaps him, and that the way that he slaps him, he, he was just missing like a white glove. Slap him and then say, "I challenge you to a duel." Except there's no fucking duel after. It's just a weak slap. Then he gets his award, and then it's over. I'm like, nah, somebody's got to die. I like the after one where they shit. pause and his hands like this. <laughs> <laughs> I also want to say, you know, and I got some pushback from this, but I stand by it. If a man slaps you, it's go time. You cannot, you cannot allow anyone on earth to slap you and not fucking go immediately. So I, yeah. you know, and everyone's saying, well, it's you know, time and place, it's setting. You're on the stage at the Academy Awards or Oscars or whatever it was. Uh, security didn't come, dude. Like homeboy, homeboy waltzed up there, bitch slaps you, and then goes and slow walks his, his candy ass right back to the seat. Like I yeah. am, I am grounded pounding homeboy until security comes <laughs> and takes him off of me. I don't understand this. I don't even understand how we've got to a point in, in like in culture where you could just you could just slap a man and he doesn't do shit back. Like what the fuck? And I don't even know. make another joke. He didn't it, even it, say. Yeah. Even like clown on his wife again, like at least clown on his wife again. Damn. Yeah, I can, always, I can always double down. I can see it either way. Personally, I would do that, but I, I can get where Chris Rock is coming from. For one, let's be real, he's not going to win that fight with Will, likely. But I mean, now tell if me, that happened, you wouldn't respect him more if he tried, though. I would, yeah, I, I, I guess would. so. I mean, I, I get would. it though. He was hired for a I job, mean, it would have completely derailed play. everything. But he played like, Muhammad Ali, though. Let's be real, guys. Yeah, he, he played Muhammad Ali, exactly. <laughs> and he's lost a lot of that muscle mass. It, uh, let me say though, if Will Smith had just came off of shooting Muhammad Ali, maybe you let him slap you because he was a big boy after that shoot. But today he ain't shit. Like, 
Chris could still fucking yeah. get in there but, and, and throw a couple body shots before security <laughs> separates. <laughs> I mean, I would have hit him for sure. If he had done that to me, yeah. I would have fucking. And, you know, the funny thing is I actually think, like, you know, actually Chris Rock might have actually done all right in that exchange because I don't think Will was expecting anything in return. I think he expected Clearly because of that. He didn't keep his guard up for yeah. shit. He's just like, eh, eh, and then he just like turns <laughs> his back on you. You don't turn your back on a man you just slap. It is go time. So like, especially when he starts walking away after you get slapped, like I would fucking go after his backside. If just, I'm, yeah, I'm kick his ass off somebody, the stage. Somebody please isolate that clip and post that shit on Twitter. <laughs> 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 go after his backside. <laughs> oh, that part. Okay. Oh, shit. I don't even know what the fuck you mean by this. Oh, God. I love you, though. <laughs> Probably people slap the shit out of them and turn their cheek the other way. Yeah, by the way, I didn't do my normal that. intro since this is sort of weird because uh, Kyle was running this show, but that's one of my sponsors. Go check out his podcast, Daniel3. I don't know the oh, fuck yeah. you're talking about here, though. I get what turn the other cheek is. But, if you're going to plug him, you say the name of the podcast. No one's yeah. Oh, Daniel. Uh, what is it? Uh, Daniel3, oh, Biblical Anarchy, Biblical right? Anarchy, yeah. yeah. I know, yeah. but I'm just making sure the audience does. <laughs> appreciate the money. As far as I can tell, it did not look like he was fucking ready for that slap at all. Like it, it no, I, he was caught. He was caught off guard. Why would you? Why sure. would you possibly expect <laughs> one of the most famous actors yeah. ever to come up and slap you over a pretty oh. mundane joke? Crazy. I, I think that's part of why he didn't do anything either. I think he was part of just like confused because yeah. I don't think like I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, it could be staged. Sure, there's that possibility, which then would also suggest why he didn't do anything. Really, but on the I other really flip side, so. I can completely get in like a just being bewildered, like. What the fuck just happened? Because I don't think he was no, expecting that. That's like, true. That's true. Yeah. And especially, especially given the setting and just being like, okay, there's no way Will like that's why he leans in and he goes, he goes <laughs> with a Chris Rock smile because he's just waiting. Like he he knows he knows it's a bit. Like he thinks he knows it's a bit, and then all of a sudden, bam! I'd be like, oh shit, yeah. So I guess that's that's really like the only justification. I'm just saying if he. If he didn't do it because he didn't think he could win a fight against Will, that's not acceptable. Like mm -hmm. the the only justification I will accept is that he was just so caught off guard. That's why he didn't squab. Yeah, yeah, I could get that even for me. Like I like if I was fully aware of what was about to happen, yeah, I'd fucking throw down. But like, yeah, yeah. who the fuck would expect at the at the Oscars you're gonna get fucking you know hit? Or yeah, but, but if some <laughs> if some rando slaps you in a bar, you don't expect it. You're still immediately going. Like that's yeah. that's my. Thesis. Right. I, I get what been, you mean now, Daniel. By the way, I, it took me a second. <laughs> if, if he would have been like going after his wife, really like hardcore with jokes, and then he approached with him jokes. in that way, I like how you clarify yeah, it. <laughs> it was because it wasn't even a joke. It was like he was making—I don't know what the fuck he was saying—some dumb shit. But then I'd be like, you know, then her husband's coming up to me, I'd have my guard up. But he didn't really say much, so it was like he, he said he was looking forward to GI Jane too because GI Jane, uh, that one bitch, fucking shaved her head and uh, filmed the movie. But uh, yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Though. That was light, though. That's like you know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so it was light. Oh, yeah. And now, yeah. if like he would have, you know, started going in on her, then it'd be a different story. But yeah, I mean, it was like such, just like a one-off kind of joke. And then you know, he tried to get like a little bit more of a laugh about it, and then yeah, he kind of went up and bitch slapped the shit out of him. It's kind of funny <laughs> that he announced it too. Oh well, uh, Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's I mean, I I can and, even and, get and being when, offended by the joke, but it, it and wasn't then, and really then when, that bad Well, of course you can be offended by the joke. You don't assault someone over a fucking joke, though. And yeah. and he and he screams, "Keep my wife's name out your fucking, fucking mouth!" mouth. <laughs> and, and 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 Chris just goes like, 
I will. And I'm like, no, <laughs> no, dude. You don't like that's that's where I almost even more than not immediately fighting him. Yeah. I'm more bothered by the fact that he goes, I will. Yeah. Like he's like, yeah, I that, message received, sir. Like I will he, not talk about your wife anymore. Yeah, he that totally, was a little gay. Yeah, he totally bitched in that moment. Um, what do you guys think was more emotional for uh Will Smith, him putting down his dog at the end of I Am Legend, or uh, him slapping Chris Rock. <laughs> I mean, I think the, the dog. Honestly. honestly, I think his his entire speech at the end. I don't. Did did any of you three see it? I saw, like, I, I saw like bits. Yeah, I didn't care. Okay. Did you <laughs> yeah. Did you watch the Oscars, Clint? No, I never do. Okay, because I was say we we have a fucking problem if you just if you actually watch. The no, Oscars. Ooh, Come on. I didn't I'm even bring up heterosexual. There was a tits <laughs> clip at the exact moment that happened. I saw, yeah, I saw you. I saw yeah, you post dude. that. And no, and, and the funny thing is, like, no one that got completely overlooked because of this. Like, hey, a what? Uh, a, a nip slip. There was a, a fucking a titty popped out. It was a Venus, I think, Serena, or not Venus, Serena, Venus Williams. Venus titty Williams popped titty popped out. What the fuck? Titty popped yeah. out. Yeah. Chocolate titty popped out. I'm not like oh. full on pop up, but Nip came out, you know, which I mean, whatever, it's not that provocative, but like, you know, that's enough to get the internet going usually. But like, yeah, you know, all, all you homos got caught up in this fucking gay ass slap. So, well, I'm going to be honest <laughs> with you. If you're interested in sleeping with Venus Williams, you might be homosexual. Yeah, I can see that, dude. I, I know I'm wrong. She she looks like a, a tranny that's doing a halfway decent job of pulling it off. <laughs> <laughs> But like in a hot way, like I don't know. Like I'm on the no, the not a hot way. How dare you? She's ahead I'd of her time with all this, this transgender <laughs> sports stuff. Yeah. Dude, you know she can throw it down. It's like that pit, that meme where they show like how certain people make out or whatever, and it's like the woman holding him up against the fence. And yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. David Brady saying, "Why was anyone watching the Oscars instead of my show?" Hey. None of us were watching the Oscars. We're all just Twitter addicts and we all saw the clips. That's all that happened. Literally, I don't think, like, I think probably 99% of the people that had a take on this were not watching the Oscars. I don't yes, think so anyone sure. really watched. Get out of here, Brady. We're doing grown shit. Yeah. Adults are speaking. Yeah, my take Adults are speaking about cuckoldry. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it, it, um, th this was a slap that woke everybody up to the fact that the Oscars were occurring. Um, so I want to ask you guys, do you think that there's any point where somebody saying something warrants you slapping the shit out of them? Yes. Oh, like, this what, is a what, nap violation stuff. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. When is it okay to violate the nap and slap the shit out of somebody? Um, like, do you think there's a clear line where something's over the line? Obviously threats, but if we're going to exclude threats, you know, then like, I don't know. I technically by nap concerns, like if you exclude threats, I struggle to think of something that would, if we're going nap now, like if you're just saying like, what would you do yourself? Cause I mean, I'm not saying I strictly adhere to the nap at all times. Sure. All the, I mean, I will fully I admit like, yes, that was unlibertarian, whatever. But like I did it. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, so I, I don't know. Yeah, sure. There I, I have, I have a handful of words that I don't allow to be said to me. And <laughs> If anyone wants to fight me, uh, approach me and call me a pussy. We're fighting. Uh, call me a bitch. We're fighting. Mm. Um, those are kind of like those are the top two: pussy or bitch. Like that. That it's basically signaling. It's not a. It's not an overt threat, but it might as well be because I think any man, at least men that grew up in my era, like if you say that to them, that means that you want to fight them. So yeah. if they fight you, Just, expect it. And yeah. I. Th that's kind of my line. Top. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I would I probably. 
Oh, sorry. I, I would say in that situation, I'd probably, I'd probably pur purposely provoke them because it's like I think even just tactically, it's better to make them make the first move, uh, depending on the situation. Uh, depending on the situation. Generally speaking, you know, let them, let them fuck up. I know, I mean, maybe it's just because I have like a little bit of MMA and wrestling background. I always like taking people's inertia and using it against them, especially if you're prepared for it. But you Man. know, I, you know, like could not, I could not disagree more. If, uh, if you have. If you have an opportunity for first strike and you take it, the fight is usually over. So yeah. Cobra, Cobra Kai, strike yeah. first strike hard, bro. Stri yeah, strike hard, strike fast. Throw punch. <laughs> yeah, I, Pop, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't say it's a word. I'd say it's a it's a proximity, like a like a physical distance. You can say a whole bunch of things, but once you once you get into like a certain space, like a certain range, I'm just gonna take a step back. I'm not gonna slap you, but I'm gonna you know. We're gonna we're gonna act. Yes. We're gonna be fighting. Yeah, we are fighting now. I might punch you, but it, it's just about like I'm not. I can't let you get that close. Like I, I see guys do this shit all the time. They go chest to chest. They like push each other. That's the dumbest thing in the world, man. If you if you want to fight me, let's square up. I'm taking a step back, square up, and let's let's fucking dance I, a little. I feel bit. like there's I, so much nuance to this. It really is like you gotta. There is like you you look at them. You you feel out their body language. You feel mm -hmm. out everything. There's yeah. so much more to it than just the words. So it is exactly like I mean, me and Clint, me and Clint are saying yeah. different things, but at the same time, we might even be saying the same things. It really is just a matter of like there's so many different it's factors the, that play into it's it. It's the energy. It's the energy yes. too. Like you can feel it yeah. when when someone is is oh, yeah. trying to instigate uh you know a physical altercation. And this is what I'm talking about. Obviously, when I'm saying which words would be my red line. If someone approaches me and they get you know within feet. And they start saying shit like that, then yeah, like I, I think it's kind go of time. a given that it's go time. But if they're across the room and they say some shit, you know, I'll probably just talk back. Like I probably, you know, how you know, wouldn't I'll tell you how. I'm not how actually being full of shit. Because when I met him in Florida the like a couple months ago, I, I called him a bitch and he gave me a hug. So it's not, <laughs> it's about, it, it's about the energy. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, I mean, that's, it it's yeah. the brotherhood, man. Uh, it like if I'm friends with someone and they're talking shit to me, I like you can say pretty much anything to me and I won't, I won't go there, but. Uh, I'm talking about people who like if you if you have either a past where you know that you're like kind of on the outs and you kind of expect something to pop off or if it's just some drunk dude in a bar that like gets in your face and says some crazy mm -hmm. shit like I'm sorry I'm not I'm just not the guy I'm not the guy that's going to accept that stuff and I got someone someone in the chat saying damn Clint that's kind of bitch shit dude. Yeah, well, like don't, call, don't call me a bitch to my face and we don't have a problem. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I can't tell if it's a joke or not. Like it's it's one of those ones that's over the line. I can't tell if he's just joking with you because he called you a bitch. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know, but I don't, he's anonymous, so he should stay that way. <laughs> you know, I do, um, I've seen a lot of people get bar fights around where I live, and like I do not know what the other motherfucker knows that's sitting a couple seats down from me. So I generally do not fuck with people I don't know just because yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, maybe that's that, that's kind of sort of what I was getting at too. Like, I mean, top, you've done a lot of boxing. I've done like wrestling and like jujitsu and shit. So, like, I don't know, maybe the mentality is different with boxing because there's definitely something like a first strike. But at the same time, it's like you never know. So it's like I'm gonna take every avenue I can to avoid a conflict because I know from the the years of wrestling I did, there were so many people that I look at them and you square them up and you're like, I mean, don't get me wrong, there are certain people you can square up and be like, dude, I would fucking destroy you. But there is yeah. like. There are some people that you look at and you're like, I think I could take you. And then they just, like, they just dominate you. Like, I've had so many people when I wrestled that just, like, they're just skinny fat, like, nothing impressive. And, like, this is when I actually knew my shit, like, pretty well. Like, I was, I've always been kind of a buff dude, like, even in high school. But, like, there is definitely something in knowing technique, stuff like that, where, like, you can have a guy that you're, like, you would normally think, like, just if you're squaring up, you'd, you'd be all right with that will fuck you up.
Like it really uh, is not I mean, that simple. <laughs> it's, it's a it's a roll of the, uh, it's a roll of the dice defending your manhood, but it's the same thing with warfare. Like you go you go to war, and you don't know. I mean, you could be the best soldier, and you can catch a mortar and not even have a chance to actually fire a shot. So it's like anything's but, possible. But ultimately, I guess that's like, kind of my point. I, it was yeah. a, you, I mean, I don't know if you there was a Freudian slip, but I, I don't really care about defending my manhood. I've nothing to prove to anyone. But now, like at the same time, like I, I do for me. For me, I, I it's do, more... I do care about defending my manhood. I, I don't know how I'm married, Clint. But there's, there's like a line. There's like a line between married. defending your manhood yeah. and like this is going to escalate to violence whether I want it to or not, and I have to react. Because like, well, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very zero or 100. If if I'm in a situation where I feel like I'm in danger, I'm going to fuck you up so fucking hard. But if I have any way to get out of it, I will. Like, that's just how I am. Like, I, I don't no, no. I don't see hey, any need for, for the, conflict. Yeah. For the record, I, I will try and defuse a situation and I will try and not fight uh, almost all the time. Like, I, it's not it's not actually what I'm trying to do. It's not even what I'm about. But I also am not the type to go up and say crazy shit to people. Like, I, yeah. like if yeah. you're the type of person to do that, then you have to expect that I'm going to be the type of person to defend myself and I will do it aggressively. You know, like I, I'm going to make sure that there is a line, like, especially now that I am getting to be a little bit more of a public figure. If I have some fucking crazy person that gets up in my face and starts talking shit, like, I just want people to know it's, you're not going to get away with it. Like there is yeah. going to be a price to be paid and I'm not going to just be like, turn the other cheek until, you know, I'm, uh, you know, destroyed. Like, no, yeah. it's not going to happen. And that's not even a manhood thing. That's you. a utilitarian Fuck argument you, for, to prevent further uh, conflict. You know, kind of. I, well, so, exactly like, right. Exactly yeah. right. It's like it's like yeah. it's precedent setting. You know, I'm yes. like like letting people know, hey, I'm not the guy. Don't do it. You could you could talk shit to Toad. Leave me alone. <laughs> yeah, like my like I know it sounds silly, but like my Twitter philosophy very much carries over to real life. I'm very zero one hundred, and I'm but at the same time, like I will we immediately know. cut you. I will very much <laughs> cut you out of my life real quick if you fuck up with me. So I'm quick on the block. It's the same deal. Like I'm not gonna like I'm not gonna set a precedent if you can treat me a certain way. Like I mean, oh, and, 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 and you know, go ahead. let me ask let me, you guys me, this. Can I add uh, one one quick thing too? I, I am actually much more quick to fight for my significant other than I am for myself. Like if you if you say something really aggressive and crazy to like a girl I'm with, like not yeah. even necessarily a significant other, just a woman in general. Like I will defend women way way more aggressively than i will myself so i just wanted to add that caveat yeah so clint you you said like uh like the modern warfare like you have a soldier no matter how good he is like just get a shell dropped on his head and it kind of like sparked this I, I have this recurring thought all the time in my head about like the days of i don't know like achilles where you have just a, a dude that's just a fucking badass swordsman and he's just in every war and when the other guys see him on the battlefield, they're like, oh, shit. And he just kills everyone. <laughs> how fucking cra- Do you ever think about how crazy that is? That, like, one guy could be just that good, stand out good, and kill, like, everyone in the battlefield. You That's know like, he's probably yeah. fucking so many bitches, to bring up an earlier point. Yeah, actually, that guy, <laughs> Achilles, Achilles was fucking dudes. So, <laughs> dude, he got to the point where women couldn't even control. He had to just fuck he holes. Was, he didn't he care. All the holes he could get, apparently. Bro, if you're if Hell you're yeah. that gifted, you take whatever you want. At that point, you're like, hey, I want all the dudes. Bring them out. Bring them around. Testosterone to the roof. He's just like, dude, I fucking, <laughs> I cannot even. I, I, I don't, I don't even. It's just. You just you like from a utilitarian perspective. I just gotta take every hole I can get. Like this, I gotta control the testosterone, keep it moderated. Well, you know, Rogan keep, always keep his talks about empty. Rogan always <laughs> talks about that one uh, samurai who had like over a hundred 
confirmed sword battle kills. I, I'm forgetting his name right now. But yeah, I mean, the fact that there was ever human beings that like walked the earth like that is really hard to fathom. I mean, to like what's really weird is that today, the only people that have that kind of body count are like drone operators. Yeah, but I'm saying, I'm saying like they have they have like Cheeto fingers and they're like uh, they've <laughs> taken out as many lives as like the greatest samurai to ever live. It's fucking weird. Have you guys heard of the dude who got like confirmed kills? I think it was either World War One or World War Two with a long sword and and a and a long bow or broadsword and a long bow in 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 like a World War One or World War Two. And I think his name was like Jack Mad Dog Churchill. He was the only person with confirmed kills with bows, and he would typically bring a bagpipe into battle. <laughs> Holy it, shit. It, it really is like if you ever get bored, go to Wikipedia. Like, look, his whole life is just like, what the fuck? <laughs> and he like so, to be an officer. The I think he was the British. So he was like the British military. Like he legit would like he took over like bunkers and shit with like just a sword and a bow. <laughs> as <laughs> as a libertarian, wild. I'm supposed to be anti-war, which I am. I actually have the anti-war shirt on, and I'm supposed to be anti-laws. But if we're gonna go to war, let's make laws where. You got to go with like fucking swords. Like forget about all this stuff because it's so impersonal. I could shoot you from across the field and you could be like the, the most skilled marksman and the best person on your on your command. And you just get hit with a stray bullet like that, like deflects off of something. Yo, man, go in there with the sword and like really like get this personal. That would be that would be fucking nuts. And I bet you there'd be less war. This is a dude. There yeah, would no, definitely it is, be less war, but then, then the like the most populous country would win. Like China could win every war then, because it would just be <laughs> a billion what? Chinese dudes out there <laughs> chopping everybody up. It That's is true. pretty gay if you think about how war is like you know a lot. It's like drones, guns, shit like that. Whereas like, because like you could just be some 110 pound woman who's just really good with a fucking gun or whatever. Oh, you you can't say that because women aren't good at anything. No, they aren't. But you know. uh but Imagine you know, you get my point. Hey, hey, they're good at things. Pound they're just not man. better than men at anything. <laughs> but now, if did we take it back see... to swords, like oh, somebody did, like did me you know, has a chance. Michael Phelps broke a few world records, but Michelle Phelps <laughs> broke a whole ton more. <laughs> <laughs> did you guys see the girl stuck in the in the washing machine? That's no. so funny. Uh, yeah, you didn't see. It? <laughs> I don't know how oh, she got in there. Poilu <laughs> Paradise's Cheeto fingers is my samurai name. I fucking love it. <laughs> And just a quick addition, I watched or I rewatched uh, because Ashton had never seen it. I rewatched The Patriot and Braveheart over the past week. So I may be a little bit aggro right now and perhaps like <laughs> I wouldn't be so crazy in person. But um, I will say it is very funny that the uh, the the nature of battle has changed so dramatically, like even as a kid, you know, Terminator 2, Terminator the the movies in the 80s and early 90s it was like it was like this is some distant future where you have robots handling all of our conflict mm -hmm. and like no it's now like what the vast majority of kills are coming from you know mechanized right, warfare right. it's yeah. it's no longer um hand-to-hand -hand combat even close to it so i don't know it's it's a really dangerous future because once you get to that point it just becomes like whoever has technological superiority basically can win any war and then i i think that there's something to be said for having the the country with the strongest men winning a war is probably better for humanity than it is to have just the the most technologically advanced country winning a war i think that's an interesting thought i just had i've never even thought about it before yeah now yeah. you don't have to um 
you like Jose was saying, war so essentially impersonal because you could kill somebody from you know forever away. That kind of takes the I hate to use the word in this context, but like the intimacy out of it because you wouldn't want to kill somebody one on one unless you had like significant reasons. Like you don't look at a normal person just walking down the street and say, oh, you know, I'll, I'll fuck them up. At least I don't. So, you know, could you imagine doing that in a war, you know, just you're told to go fight for your country and you see these people, they're just normal people. Would you want to go up and kill them if you had to stab them? Yeah, most people, most people don't even (laughs) want to kill what they eat. They're they're terrified of that. So, yeah. Well, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the, the scary part about the nature of the, like the propaganda we've experienced over the past couple of years in that, um, you know, they're, they're trying to otherize conservatives and libertarians and white people straight people um to the point that like violence is acceptable against them like i could definitely imagine had it been say Patton oswald well maybe not Patton oswald because he looks like a lesbian but um you know some other white comic that goes up there like if it was ricky gervais who had made who had made a joke uh, about jada and will went up there and slapped him i'm sure i'm sure that it would have been this is you know white supremacy this is like the black man's finally mm. fighting back like i'm sure that narrative would have been out there big time do you Patton think can get this yeah. bitch on lock dog you know you don't fuck around at all <laughs> oh, i just remember that she died jesus christ yeah the, the, the rumors they killed her i do want to say in the war thing the industrial revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race that's all i gotta say on that you're correct so. yes the 19th amendment as well Yes, yes, I agree completely. And, and our education system, like economically, the fact that we have all of these people, like millions of people that are buying lock, stock and barrel, the idea that we aren't experiencing inflation as much as we are rampant collusion amongst all businesses simultaneously. Like mm, these people yeah. are so fucking dangerously stupid. I do not know how we survive. <laughs> That's greed, God, greed, greed caused inflation. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You saw that Clint. I actually shared it with you, and then you, I think, quote to him or some shit. I forget yeah. that one dude. Is that dude that like Dave, he's been on with Dave Smith a few times on uh, not on his show, but on uh, Kennedy? Uh, yep. He said that shit about like uh, the, the this Dave, is just, Dave destroys him when they're on together. I love it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's retarded. And he said some shit that this was a uh, the 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 raising the rising gas prices were. He said two things. He said speculation, and the other one he said was uh fuck uh, price gouging, which is like yeah. You know, it's and funny Andy, how, like, Andy also said that there's no shortage of oil and gas. Not yeah. not taking into consideration that prices reflect future demand and the fact that you would you would have prices rise today to increase production now so that you don't have shortages in the future. It's like this is all so obvious. And and I just can't believe that this this type of ignorance is, you know, propagated by blue checks that get he had like twelve thousand likes on that tweet or something insane. Yeah. It's like anyone says price is, gouging, I immediately disregard your opinion because it's like this is the way it's the most retarded. It's like well, then why don't you just set the prices high all the time? Like, okay, like, well, there's and, no unless market you're in a monopoly, uh, in, <laughs> Unless you're in a monopolized industry, you can't gouge unless you're colluding amongst all competitors, in which right. case you would have to believe that every food producer and every grocery store is colluding simultaneously. You are the biggest, mm. consp- you are a bigger conspiracy theorist than Alex Jones at that point. You're crazy. Infowars.com. Well, oh, yeah, speaking of Alex Jones... Like what, what you were saying about the technological warfare and how, how we've gotten so advanced at killing each other. The real war is the information war. And mm. to me, oh, it's so... There's inf- information war. Info. Yeah, to me, it's it's worse. Black it's like... I, I, I look at things like how Jordan Peterson would say, like, like 
he, he liked to compare like fe- feminine energy to masculine energy, the yin and the yang, this kind of stuff. And when I look at like modern, at, at just conventional war, whatever's going on in Ukraine or what, what was happening in Yemen and Iraq, this is like a masculine thing where we're there, we're killing people, they're killing some of our people, they're shooting, there's actual physical conflict. The feminine war is what's been going on in America and pretty much now now the whole world globally with this COVID stuff, this information like this, this pestering in your ear. It's like what a high school girl would do to another high school girl. And to me, I'd rather get into a fist fight with you, be done with it. One of us gets hurt, knocked out, or we tie whatever, we just squash it, you know, it's over. This feminine shit, like, it goes on forever. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's yeah. just devious. It's and that's what I feel. This kind of gets never back. Stop. This kind of gets back to the Will Smith thing a little bit because it kind of plays into intersexual dynamics is that women pick up on, um, they look for the emotion in the conversation, right? So mm-hmm. that's why you hear character assassination oftentimes come from women when they're talking about other women. And they try to disqualify other women by slut shaming them, right? They say, oh, she's a slut. What's she's trying to tell you? She's trying to tell you that that's a bad option for your paternity. So don't be with her, right? Whereas men will be much more physical, a lot more faster. Mm-hmm. Well, and I, I just had this this guy on uh, my show who's running for Congress as a libertarian in Arizona. And I was and I was pushing him because I really want Libertarian Party candidates to be as good as they can possibly be, because I think that this moment is like it's fleeting and we need we need them to be fucking great. Yes. So I, I was pushing him on uh, running on prosecuting Fauci and anybody who was responsible <laughs> for basically abolishing the Bill of Rights for the past two years, because I think. Uh, personally, I think that is the libertarian position. Like I, and yeah. I know it's a statist position, but if you're going to be a libertarian candidate, you're already playing in the statist mindset. So, like, why not use the one power you have? Like I was saying, why why would you not run on prosecuting John Brennan and uh, the other CIA scumbag that lied about spying on, on all of us? What's that? Was it Mike Pompeo? No, uh, no, no, him too though. <laughs> yeah, 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 all yeah. of them, all of them. But I'm just saying, like. It was Brennan and the other the other CIA guy. I can't remember his name. I, I uh, thought you were going to bring up your uh, school shooter guest. That seemed more pertinent. <laughs> <laughs> that was a disaster. Jesus Christ. I was so blown away. Like, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> I, was like, I was like, hey, uh, what is your relation to this topic? And he's just like, well, I was uh, once accidentally labeled as a potential school shooter. And I was like, and we're ending the show. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, but anyway. You're a pretty good so, politician, not going to lie. <laughs> I was just like, I just, I I just really want, I just really want anybody who's running for office. If you're a libertarian in particular, I I want to instill, and this is kind of what Top was talking about with the feminine versus masculine energy. I think it's more masculine to say we are going to punish people that that break the Bill of Rights, the like the social contract with us that you are going to respect our rights. Well, if you don't, then you're going to pay a serious price. And his his counter to that was no. We will we will use reputational damage, and I was like, brother, are, what are you talking it's, about? It's feminine. All, oh well, that that is feminine, but also it doesn't work. All of these guys are now correspondents for CNN, and if they're not that, then they're fucking K Street lobbyists who are making millions of dollars per year. There is no punishment for these people. He's like he's like the best thing you could do is vote them out of office. I was like, no, the best thing you could do is put them in prison for the rest of their life and send a fucking message to all these politicians that are ruining our lives that you're going to pay a price if you do the same thing. Am I crazy? Tell me I'm no, not, no, not at all. And, and see, I don't is, think you go uh, far enough. Yeah, well, 
this is the thing about libertarian candidates, right? You're already so unlikely to win. You might as well put all your fucking cards on the table. Thank you. Yeah, this is what I keep saying. Right. That's going to attract people. People want to hear that bold message. Um, and whether it be a libertarian or Republican, but if you are a libertarian, people are already skeptical. So you might as well just fucking lay your full sack on the table and say, this is what it is. And we're going for the fucking jugular. You know, if you like it, here I am. If not, then, you know, whatever. Why, that, why do they play it safe? Why? Why? Who is it appealing to? I don't understand. Incentives. I think it's the way the incentives work. Just so like that's the I don't know they just they kind of model off of other people. This is one of my main arguments against like involving at all because it's what it ends up devolving into. It's like it's just people don't go hard enough because it's like I don't know. Like ideally, in my perfect world, the Mises Caucus goes so fucking hard they get labeled a terrorist organization and they fucking you know you know then I'd be like you know what fucking salute like. <laughs> But my thing is that I know that uh, you'll know the Mises Caucus is doing well when they're labeled a uh, white um, white nationalist organization or something of that, um, you know, kid. Well, there's a reason. <laughs> there's a reason why guys like Clint and Dave and 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 Jose and uh, like a handful of other people stand out when they're when they're saying things that are bold that mm -hmm. other people are afraid to say. So in, in the world of of the never ending eatable mother. You need some actual masculine energy. You need a father to come in and set order. Not to not to trash women and the feminine energy. There's there's a time and place for it, but it's run amok in the society. And yeah, we need we need some order big time. And unfortunately, I think I think we spoke about this in the chat, but like things will swing back and, and, and like I guess you could say the right is representing that masculine energy now. Things are gonna swing back to this masculine energy or to the right very hard. And it's not going to be good. You're going to end up with like Nick Fuentes as president, and it's going to be really bad for a lot yeah, of people. To uh, Donald, the, the ideal, I think, is actually work camps, which is Conkin's idea, which I know it sounds counterintuitive because you're like, you want that revenge, the gallows, the whatever. Uh, <clears throat> like, because prison is, doesn't suffice. Like, it's kind of the, like, this is the ultimate, uh, like, and a lot of libertarians kind of come to this conclusion. We get like deep into like, uh, uh, criminal justice type theory when it comes to uh, you know ANCAP stuff is that a lot of them kind of do end up coming to some sort of restitution type thing and if you're incapable of providing restitution then well guess what you got to go to a work camp uh, yeah, well, guess what, what buddy what restitution could Fauci possibly provide and and yeah, I want to be very I clear I want to be life. very clear this is <laughs> this is camp. not about revenge this yeah. is about setting a precedent that you cannot do this to us. That's right. what I'm mm -hmm. actually after. I don't. I don't care about that. He's so old; he'll be dead soon, anyways. I don't care about what happens to him physically, even though it'd be hilarious. Um, what? Moreover, that, I just want thing politicians <laughs> to know you can't do this. That's yeah, it. This is like that's always like the argument. So many people are like, "Oh, well, you know, when they when they say that the vax mandates were illegal, then then we'll sue them." It's like you already took their poison. Like. It's the damage is done. There's no restitution to be paid. They can right. you can't untake that. God knows what it, what it can do to you. You know that that something else has to happen. It has to be more drastic. And I think that the light post in Times Square needs some decorating. Just gonna. Say I mean, that. okay. I, I we joke about this, but I'm dead serious. I don't think that's the way to go because then I think it ends up sw swinging the wrong way. You start getting things confused. You start fucking hemming up the wrong people. Things get out of hand. Uh, well, that, in an ideal why I think situation, trials makes sense. Yeah. Why not have trials like genuine trials? Nuremberg or, trials, like war crimes. I mean, and, and yeah, Nuremberg, like that didn't that didn't go the wrong way. Like you punish people who committed war crimes. I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, I just I don't I I, I mean prison I think is like okay. Uh, I don't think you know killing people is ideal. 
Uh, but then work camps is the ideal, in my opinion. Because And don't get me wrong, somebody like Fauci, if we could get our ANCAP, Agoras, whatever the fuck, ideal of an interco fucking justice system, like, yes, he would never be able to work it off, but he would be spend the rest of his life working it off. Yeah, but Jose, that would, the, the work know. camps from the Nuremberg, Nuremberg trials were uh, Operation Paperclip. Hell yeah, so, dog. That, and look, <laughs> look, where the, look where that got us. So I don't know, man. You can't have two heads, either men lead or women lead. Which do you want? Women serve an important role, but they can't be that. Well, I don't – I mean, I'd say generally speaking, I agree with that. Like if we're going to like make broad generalizations, yes, usually men – are probably more suited to lead, generally speaking. Well, but, I, think, I mean, obviously there are situations in which women would be better. I think it's too so. much of a blanket statement because yes, you can have exactly. you can point. have leadership in different aspects of a relationship. Like, I yeah. think that women are better suited for the lead when it comes to child rearing. And the yeah. man is better suited for leadership when it comes towards security and, you know, earning and protecting and things of that nature. So... I think that you can still have kind of an equal separation of powers amongst the relationship. And that that's probably why that, you know, that's how relationships have been structured historically is that that's exactly mm -hmm. the, the natural uh, formulation for a healthy relationship. And we're just so disconnected from that for a litany of reasons that I don't generally know speaking, women are better multitaskers too, in my opinion, whereas men are better at setting their mind to one task. So you, you utilize that depending on the situation. I think there is something too, generally speaking, a man being the head, you know, the household, biblically speaking or whatever, because it's like, yeah, the woman is better able to, but then like, say she comes to you with like, this is what we should do. You're better able to evaluate that one specific thing and give a yay or nay. Whereas the woman is much better at evaluating multiple things going on at once. It's kind of like the managerial role versus like this, this, the, the head role type deal or whatever. You well, know? So why, why do you always think you used to hear um, guys in like high school saying that they needed to they need to learn with their hands because we that's the way we learn it's the way kind of our brains are wired is to go out and do stuff whereas you know women can sit down and they can read stuff they can interpret things that way and obviously mm -hmm. you know there's there's going to be exceptions to the rule whatever but you know that it's generally well, the way you like to do things there's a reason there's a reason that uh the education system is geared well i mean in my opinion why every job is now geared towards the education system and the education system favor like it, it favors women. I think something like in 80, 80% of women would graduate. 40% of men would graduate from, from a college or even, even high school. Like it's similar numbers like that. And to me, it's like, obviously the push for diversity, this has been going on for a long time and we're all catching on, but it's way, way too late in the game. So like, like Kyle just said, men will learn with their hands. And there's, not, there's actually not that many trade schools going on right now, which is they should be overflowing. Mike Rowe does a great job of pushing people towards that. But our society, our feminine society, pushes everybody towards college. And yeah. it's it. Again, it, we're generalizing again, but this regurgitation of information, it seems like women are more apt to it to just learn and obey and, and do this kind of thing. I, listen, I'm not making the rules. I'm just I'm citing you these loose statistics but you can look at look them up they yeah. graduate at a much higher rate than men yeah they've shown that, that uh, they've shown that women tend to there tend to be more women polymaths whereas there tend to be met more men geniuses like men are and that kind of relates to my point earlier where it was like men are better at uh, specializing in one thing whereas women are better at multitasking in multiple things so there are tend to be i mean don't quote me i i, I couldn't source you shit at all but i do vaguely remember some shit multiple things some rabbit trail went on forever ago about how they have shown statistically that women tend there are more women polymaths than men and a polymath is someone who's an expert or 
a relatively good expert in multiple fields as a, and then there are more men who are experts in their given field. So right. it's just, there's, yeah. lots, there's lots of really smart men and lots of really dumb men. Yeah. And most women tend to just kind of fall along the middle, right? That's yes. the way it stands out when you look at people's IQ and not that IQ is perfect measure. And, and, that's and, why play, uh, and the point I was kind of getting at is if you look at the educational system and like even, even just high school, let alone college, you look at all the different subjects that they have. So you have like math, science, uh, I don't even can think of all the fucking other ones. It's been so long since high school. But there, you, 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 like your normal semester will have like eight classes, and it's like, you know, it it makes sense for a woman to generally be like uh, average to slightly above average in every single one, whereas a man might excel in one or the other. Can so you click it, Daniel's it, comment because I want to dismantle his argument and oh God. show him why he'll <laughs> never be on Tower Gang. Uh, being the head doesn't mean being more important or superior or unequal. The head needs the hands. The hands need the feet. All parts work together. Hey, dumb dumb, yeah, you can live without your hands or your feet. You can't live without your head. The head is more important. You lose. You're out of here. Kick him out. Get his chat out of here. Anyways, yeah, uh, I, I'm just, I'm just the fuck out of here. I think what um, he means is uh, like just delegation. So if you I have know, if you have know, guys that kidding. Like we're saying, guys are super specific in one topic, especially autistic guys. We we <laughs> we specialize on one thing, and if you can, if you get somebody that's a great delegator, you can get a fucking company going. You can get a really good organization going. Just put the right pieces in and, and get it moving. You know, I, I want to extrapolate on the uh, the feminine energy thing that Top's been bringing up repeatedly. Uh, the, <laughs> you, no, no, it's important. Uh, you have, you know, women tend to vote for larger government. And you also now have women who are the predominant uh, teaching roles in public schools. And then you also have the government, you know, complete uh, immersion with it or like the complete takeover of schooling. So all of it is part of the same feminine cycle, essentially. Uh, cycle, that gets weird. Uh, but you, you have... You have the, the feminine energy that leads to greater government, and then you have the feminine energy that, that ends up corrupting the education system. And now you have all of these people, all of these young men being funneled through higher education, which actually isn't higher education. It's actually lower. It actually makes you dumber because you become less capable of caring for yourself and producing for a functioning society. Uh, so, yeah, I think all the way around, like, you know, even though I love women and I think that they they absolutely serve a, a tremendous role in our society like they're kind of like a peacetime role and like we are entering a wartime role mm -hmm. and i mean that both metaphorically and potentially literally so like you're going to have a uh, a reversion to the mean and i'm very concerned about how ugly that gets because we we in particular uh, the united states have become so feminized and many of our enemies who are also nuclear armed are not feminized, so I do not. I don't. I don't know how we possibly prevail in that situation. Well, I do want to touch on Daniel's thing real quick. I think the issue me and probably Clint as well have with is it seems to be you're trying to make a blanket statement, whereas and I would say that's generally speaking you're correct, but that's not always the case. Um, I think because I mean don't be wrong. There are certain situations that I let my wife completely be the head on quote of, and if anything, I get annoyed when she brings it to my attention. Like I don't fucking care. Like mm -hmm. you handle this. I have no input whatsoever unless this is somehow impacting our lives. And even then I think there are probably relationships where 
the woman is the head and you know what what maybe the dude's a fucking retard and that's probably proper i don't fucking know like there are every situation is different and i'm not even saying that's bad like i mean i'd say generally speaking that's probably not gonna be a good situation you know that's how you end up with a jada and will thing to tie it back to the original (laughs) but you know like um will's will's a fucking he's a producer he's an earner he can do whatever he wants with his life the fact like that though or is it jada no no it's it's him and there's there's some sort of like internal turmoil or, or damage or something that he has from his childhood that would allow him to be in this position to this day in my opinion you know i don't i don't think that you would permit that given given the options and resources he has in his life to allow himself to be destroyed publicly by his wife's behavior doesn't there's there's something going on there yeah, yeah. but i mean like like you were we, we were talking about people who who blame gas prices on greed and, and things like this or, or look at joe biden and say he doesn't have dementia they can't they can't uh, put those those two pieces in their brain together because it'll destroy their whole life. So if this if this propaganda that's so deep rooted, like like Clint was talking about with uh, with the pathway of, of, of woman in our cathedral or this cycle of, of woman. I mean, that's been going on for so long. It's probably ingrained in this guy's head and there's no way around it. So his wife can just do that kind of trifling shit. And he has, I don't know, nothing to say about it. It's yeah, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Daniel, Daniel's continuing to defend his stuff in the comment. We're, we're not even disagreeing <laughs> with you, man. I was just getting kidding. hate I was, women. <laughs> I, I was kidding. I was kidding because your metaphor sucked because you obviously need the head more than you do the hands or the feet. That's that's the only thing I was trying to say. I agree. Women women have better <clears throat> skills when it comes to certain things, and and I love feminine women. I don't even want masculine women in my life. Like yeah, it's I, like three I'm six mafia enough. said. I love having sex, but I'd rather get some head. So. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> that was a little John, but both are profits. <laughs> we hear a lot of women kind of market themselves as today. Oh, look at me. I'm 35 years old. I have my own business. I have my car. They're a man at this point. And it's like, well, I don't care about that. Like, are, are you reliable? Are, are you feminine at all? Because if you're not, then, you know, well, I'll just go fuck a dude if that's what I want. If I want a dude who does <laughs> for the for the record i respect the hell out of any woman that that can go out and produce and be an entrepreneur right, yeah. and, and care for themselves and i don't i don't look down on it at all mm-hmm. i just think that it gets weird where like they prioritize that during their very narrow window for child rearing and then and then they come out the other side of it maybe not able to find a mate in time to you know or at least not a a healthy dynamic for which to have those kids if that's still uh, an interest of theirs and then they're like you know the the classically depressed wine mom who's yeah. uh you know voting for joe biden and you're just like look you did this to yourself and i'm sorry that like society taught you that this was this was the thing to do um but learn from your mistakes don't right. don't now make when, everybody else the you know the guilty party when you did this to yourself yeah well, saying, it's falling respected women you know what the <laughs> fuck? when you're oh. saying all this all this consecutively clint does it not like like put some strings together in your head, like as if if there's one person, let's just put our tinfoil hat on. If there's one person that wanted to set this agenda in motion, is this not the playbook to do it? I mean, we, we want to depopulate the earth, right? So we're going to occupy women during their birthing years with useless careers working for us. We want to feminize men. So we're going to fill the we're going to fill the the uh, educational system with women who've been propagandized by us. To teach, and we're going to teach men like defective girls. Yes. Yeah, exactly. If I wanted to do exactly what's happening now, this would be the roadmap. 
Yes. It's just who, well, who wrote the roadmap? I, I, Probably a man. I, I've seen your yeah. wife. My wife's hotter, and I, I I'd say cops is pretty close too. I've seen his wife in person. She's pretty goddamn hot. I'm not gonna whatever outlaw. Thank you. No, I this this is why I'm a conspiracy theorist. Is that I I believe that there's no way that all of this is accidental. I just can't I can't believe that it's all accidental. I'm also not a conspiracy theorist to the extent that I believe that like there's you know there's coding and everything and everything is a fucking psyop and like you know like I'm not I'm I don't go that far off the deep end but um I completely agree with you that like the the formulation of society over the past 100 years has been so detrimental and so beneficial for the state it's hard mm -hmm. for me not to conclude that like well, either A, that's a natural progression, and this is just a, a cycle that happens over eons, and it's like that's that's what it is, or B, someone's been manipulating the strings of power to make it so. And I think that it's very likely, given the, the existence of central banks and the fact that by inflating the currency away, it makes it so that you can't earn on a single income, which puts the the woman in the work world, which then destroys the the family unit and blah, blah, blah. Like it, and you just go down this line and then you get to the point of feminization of men where they're unwilling to rise up, which is tremendously beneficial for the state. And then you get them to the point of being so feminized that they're, they're willing to accept fucking lockdowns where you're kicked out of work and just stuck at home and you just accept that and you watch Netflix and eat bonbons like a big fat bitch and you get your, you know, your food delivered to you and you're just like, hey, everything's good. And then you vote for fucking Joe Biden because you're told that if you don't, you're a racist. And that just goes back to the fact that you're such a bitch. You care about what everybody else calls you. Like, how pathetic are you? So, yeah, basically what I'm saying now, is I agree. Now it comes down to like, is it greed or is it malevolence? Because I would sleep a lot better at night knowing that all the COVID stuff and all of like the societal ramifications we had is just from people that are tampering with the dollar and want more money. They want to they want to print money and, and basically, you know, perform a, a bank heist while 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 they can in the interim. Or is it a bigger picture? And these people are just evil. They want to kill babies. They want to destroy society. This is where I'm worse. constantly babies. I lean, I lean towards it being um, actually not malevolence, except for from our perspective, in that yes. I think that many of these people are true believers and they think that they are stewards for the earth. I think that like the the green agenda, all the, the uh, depopulation agenda, the eugenicist movement, all these all these people, I think, believe it sincerely. And that that's what makes it so concerning to me is like. Yes, from our perspective, it's malevolent because you're basically supporting abortion and you're supporting genocide and all sorts of crazy shit. But I think from their perspective, they're saying, well, we can't have this many people on the planet. So I am actually looking after humanity. And that's where it gets really scary. Well, yeah, well, I saw not, this thing I'm a while ago. About them. I, I saw this thing a while ago. Yeah. Is, uh, I wish I could remember who it was because the credentials would make it a little more valid. But it was this dude. He was on video and he was, he was talking about that uh, he used to be friends with one of the Rothschilds, I believe. And he was talking about how they had this like sideways conversation and uh they were just kind of talking about like women's rights and shit and like they're like they're, they laughed at me like why do you think women rights uh, why do we think we give women the right to vote etc blah 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 and it's kind of like well you know we just kind of want to equal this blah 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 you know he was kind of just being the generic person you know the normal you know thought on the matter and then i guess the rothschild dude just kind of like laughed at him and they're like what what do you mean like no it's like now we get to get we got half the population, the other half of the population we can get uh, to be tax producing individuals. We got oh, to do, you know, like shit like that. And it, it is like, and while there, there is some aspect and Clint brings up a good point of like, you know, from our perspective, that's malevolence from their perspective, that's greed. Like if you're the one pulling this, the purse strings, it's like, 
well, you know, you want to keep this game going for as long as you can, so you got to play whatever moves you fucking can. So it's greed, but in like in a, it really is just a matter of perspective. Um, you know, like whether it's malevolence or not. I mean, a lot of people know I'm more of the egoist type. Morality is just kind of nonsensical to me. So it's like, like, yeah, that's just more or less them being greedy and like. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, you can call it malevolence, but at the end of the day, that's like they're serving their monetary interests and their future monetary interests of their offspring and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, so is it, Clint is promoting single mothers, and I have no idea why. I no, that's <laughs> not what I was saying at all. Uh, yeah, I, Arabian pleb gets it. Yeah, those epic G yeah. spot. You have an epic G spot. <laughs> <laughs> I do indeed. <laughs> right, right, right below the taints. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I guess the main question is: Is it mod, is it driven by money, or is it driven by something like even worse, something spiritual that we don't un, like? Man, it's just it just seems so crazy to let to let the world around you go to shit for a couple of dollars or like whatever the, whatever. You, I, I, my mind isn't driven that way. <laughs> yeah, but, but yeah. I mean, in you know, in the grand scheme of things, so all right, so you have the biggest yacht in the world, or you have five yachts, you can only be on one at a time. Like why? I don't understand the, the the greed for like for that that kind of lifestyle, or at See, least to I, I think, kill someone. For I think it. there's there's a rational explanation in that. Like, look at the the crack trade. You know, like you, many black drug dealers destroyed their own communities and many of their relatives by selling crack. But it's like when you're when you're in an unhealthy economic model, you start to see degeneracy in the in the productive you know entrepreneurial class. I think that's actually what we're seeing, but on the on the corporate Fortune 500 level, where it's like this is no longer a free market by any stretch of the imagination. So what you what you're dealing with is very corrupt, immoral behavior because everyone kind of, like at the highest level senses that this is this is an end game of some sort, and so everybody is doing whatever possible to better uh, reinforce their position of power and wealth and influence in in the next era so i think that's probably what it is it's and it's not even like necessarily a conscious thing as much as it's just like fuck this is bad you know i'm gonna get my i'm gonna get my shit while i can yeah it's yeah. get, get it while well, it's good run with the inertia of government as most of them do but maybe it's kind of what we were talking about earlier um i know somebody said genghis khan earlier but you know essentially the conquest where you can acquire all these resources so you're a valuable person because you have all these resources so maybe that's you know kind of what they're getting at is that hey we're going to be the king shit of fuck mountain here and this is our collection and you know this is ours you know the rest of you plebs fight it out between you you know you guys but the global elites will have what they want i guess there is something to that like of because i i'm not i'm not as motivated by like the money aspect but i understand the building something and just like continuing to build it higher i kind of that's also a masculine trait where you build right. you know the tower all the way uh with the tower of babel all the way to the top and you know mm -hmm. shoot at god so i kind of understand that i just don't i, I mean I, I just struggle with it i struggle with uh with if it's best case scenario it's it's greed of money Worst case scenario, we're dealing with something that we really don't understand because it's getting fucking weird out there, man. Yeah, and and I think that there is a fair argument to be had that perhaps some of them are involved in some sort of dark arts type of shit. I just think that it gets far overstated because there's so much incentive for otherwise decent people to take the same path. I mean, like, 
like the the woke people. I don't think half of this country is demonic or satanic. I think that they're just indoctrinated into a really sick mindset. And and uh, so I don't I don't want to say that like half of this country or half of this world are evil or satanic. I, I would rather believe that they there is some capacity for redemption. Now, that's not to say that there isn't one percent of the people that are fucking demonic. Like, I'm sure that's true, too. Yeah, I mean, I guess if if you think of it as if they're under a spell, that to me that makes a little bit more sense. They're yeah. like possessed by possessed by an idea, by an ideology. Yeah, ma- mass psychosis, you know, mass delusion, whatever you want to call it. I th- I really do think that's what it is. Uh, Jose, if you don't believe morality, yeah. how do you discern right from wrong regarding human behavior? Uh, I've talked about this before how I perceive what morality is. I guess, uh, I mean, not to get, I mean, this could be a long topic, but. Uh, morality is kind of how, what I see morality as is it's right and wrong may not be doing it correctly. And I see morality as more subjective thing. It's kind of this loose idea. Like morality for me is kind of a generic group of principles that I kind of live by that I believe tend to lead me towards a more beneficial life for myself. And probably even from a collective perspective, probably from the collective, although I don't care about that as much. I'll be real. Um, but isn't that exactly how morals are formed? Yes, exactly. That's kind of, but, but the point is, is at the same time, like this idea of the deontological type perspective of that, like this is good and therefore I will not, or I will do it. And this is bad and therefore I won't do it from like a moral perspective. It, it gets very meta when it comes to it. And it, it. Basically what it comes down to is my very root. I'm a consequentialist, but at the same time, you can't have live life going by ad hoc. So you kind of have to develop some sort of principles to kind of roughly live your life by. But if I could be convinced that those principles don't lead me towards some sort of beneficial thing for myself and those around me, obviously I would shift it. But that's where I'm at right now. I believe the trad life and cap, et cetera, whatever the rough group of principles that I kind of generally hold are it. But, you know, when people say like objective morality or, you know, uh, or morals, they kind of it's kind of it's kind of baked into the cake, this idea of this like you know, it, this idea of this objective morality. And I don't necessarily believe in that. I believe there are people, you know, there are serial killers out there who believe for them that what that, that is what is right. And cool. They can believe that. I don't give a fuck. I don't, I don't like that. So fuck you. I'll, you know, if, if, if we come to terms, it's going to be like, if he's like, well, you know, this is what my value system. I'm like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> like, that, that sounds like some postmodern postmodernist Thaddeus Russell bullshit, but I'm going <laughs> to let it slide. Uh, t- <laughs> Tough was talking about, uh, Oh shit! What were you talking about? Now I forgot. Yeah, sorry. Oh, I to, I, he paid me, so I had to go meta. I'm sorry. No, I, 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 I think I've this better in other episodes before. I was trying to uh, kind of build the Tower of Babel up, kind of talk about morality in that way, or people um, are oh. essentially going on quest. Oh no! Yeah, he was he was talking about how there's this like this alpha instinct to build something, and and mm. what what I think. Um, I have is both that, but paired with like, I only feel good when I'm building something I'm actually proud of. And I can't mm-hmm. be proud of something if it's, if I feel it's immoral. So like, if I, like my, my past business, I was a mortgage broker. I didn't find it to be immoral at all. I just didn't find it to be as fulfilling as what I'm doing now is. So I get to pursue this with a greater level of contentment internally that allows me to give even more of myself to it. Whereas when I was a mortgage broker, I was like, yeah, this is good and I'm making my investors money and I'm allowing people to purchase real estate and I'm making a good living for myself. Um, but it didn't have almost a religious connotation of like a higher calling that I now feel, um, which I know p- people get really pissed when I talk about this. And I, again, I don't give a fuck how it makes you feel. 
I feel a higher calling in doing what I'm doing. Uh, so I don't know. I think that like the world would be a better place if everyone felt as if like as they were pursuing that innate masculine drive for you know conquest and building and and producing more that they also felt simultaneously a higher calling with within that process that I think very few yeah. people get to experience. It's, it's interesting because I talk about people, I talk to people about that because I'm, I'm doing something well, similar. You know, my, I just left my old job. I'm doing something new, more of like following my passion where yep. there is a, there's a pay cut, but there's also unlimited growth. Whereas my old job, I'm, you know, I'm a truck driver. It's like you drive this truck eight hours a day, park the shit up, go home. That's it. There is no, you could become a supervisor, no upward movement. And even if you did become a supervisor, this is not mine. I don't, it's, it, I'm not building anything, but right. uh, anyway, I talked to family members and friends about this and some people right away, they're like, boom, clicked in. They're like, yes, I understand what you're saying. And some people find they, they almost like right away, I can see in their eyes, like they want to ridicule me. Like, what do you mean? Hmm. You just go make money. You have a good job, go home, do. And it's like, are these people NPCs or, or have they just not like clicked on or been enlightened to this, uh, to this like fulfill fulfillment of life or at least the pursuit of fulfillment of life because it's that what else what are we doing here what why are we on this this earth i love it I, yeah that, i think i think that they're not so much npcs as they are domesticated like there's something about there's something about pursuing uh your highest calling and and the risk taking that goes with entrepreneurship that is like it's almost um i don't know like animalistic to some to some people like they they view it as like what's that nature yeah yeah, yeah. but it, it's also it's like you know, once you are in that corporate environment where you get that that steady paycheck and you get the two weeks vacation or the month vacation per year it's almost unimaginable for some people because they have all of their creature comforts and they're like they've they've fulfilled yeah they they fulfilled their maslow's hierarchy of need and the uh, uh, but they haven't that's the thing is like they've only fulfilled the bottom layer like they have security and they have their housing and they have their food and that's it. But they don't have that higher level of fulfillment, which is what I'm actually pursuing and what I think top is and what a lot of people are now. And I think that's the one benefit of the lockdowns is that a lot of people that were forced to make really big life changes um, ended up pursuing things that that are more in line with that higher level of fulfillment. And I'm I'm very hopeful to see what that becomes, because I think that that could be kind of our salvation is that. Uh, a lot of people were just kind of going along to getting along to get along. And now, you know, a lot of really industrious people were kind of forced to mm. reset their lives and go out and, and recreate their path. So I, I'm very interested to see what that becomes and, and in to, 10, 15 years. And to kind of touch on what I was getting at earlier, people kind of saying like not believing morality or whatever to kind of put in terms what you just said, you know, and even to throw aside whether it's right or wrong. I think even from a practical perspective, operating in this manner, like, you have Clint or Top has, or I'm trying to get more and more move my life that way. I actually think it ends up being more beneficial in the long run, even in a practical manner, generally speaking. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm coming from is like, don't get me wrong. There is some level of fulfillment that comes with doing the, the things that I kind of believe are better. But I mean, to some extent, if I could, could be convinced that that old way of living was the, the way that is most beneficial for me, then I would obviously go that way. Like, but I don't, and that's why I'm not, and and I'm going the other way, and even to take morality out of it. But you can obviously, you know, throw morality in there as well. It it just kind of becomes a more of a mishmash of how you define terms and shit. Bro, I could, right. I yeah. could go out, 
I could go out and get a corporate job right now and make triple what I'm doing from podcasting, like yeah. easily. Earlier is that what are you building, right? If you're working a nine to five job, which I do currently, you know, you wrench on cars from seven in the morning to four thirty in the afternoon, you go home, and then you know you wake up, do that five to six days a week. What have you built? You know, when you guys are building your podcasts or your brand, as I'm starting to do, uh, you're building something. You're building a legacy. You're building a name for yourself. You're building a reputation around what you want to see in the world. Uh, you, you just don't do that in your average nine to five. If you work a corporate job, if you just work on cars or whatever. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I would I would encourage my kids to, to go and to do the nine to five stuff because I think that's the only way that you will get a a real kick in the ass to pursue this toward I think I think what we're what we're describing like building a business or building your I don't know your your following or whatever you're doing it's we're pursuing freedom so maybe those people yes. that I described as NPCs their their first value is actually not maybe definitely their value they don't value freedom at all so it makes security. sense for them yes they value exactly so it's yeah freedom versus security and they they'll get neither you know, yeah. but I, yeah, for, for my kids, I would encourage them go work, uh, work at Walgreens or something. And then when well, I you think, find I think out that's, that's bullshit, why exactly. Yeah. I think that's why it's so important is that when your kid is still living with you, that they go out and they get a fast food job at 16, 17 years old, or they get a construction job. They do something that sucks and pays hardly anything. So that they learn very early on, like, Hey, this path is not cool. Like you do not want to <laughs> do this forever. Um, cause that's what I got. You know, my dad put me on a fucking work site. Uh, when I was 15 years old and I just got my learner's permit, I remember and I drove my car out there, even though I wasn't supposed to in Bakersfield and it was 120 degree heat. And I was putting up ceiling fans in a, in a old apartment complex that he had foreclosed on. And it was awful. It was the worst thing I've ever done in my life. And I felt like I was going to die. Um, but because of that, I, w I came back after that 30 days of doing that. And by the way, I worked 30 days straight in 120 degree heat. It was insane. Um, uh, and, I, and my dad paid me $5 an hour. So don't give me any <laughs> fucking shit about me getting spoon fed anything. So I came back after 30 days of that with like $1,000 in my pocket because it, it amounted to no money at all. And, and I concluded, I was like, oh my God, like I will do anything in my power to never have to do that again. You know, and you know, I think that's important. I resonate with rich that. dad, poor dad. Right. Um, I resonate with that a lot because... Um, my fiance and I were going to go get our camper out on this past weekend and there was a, a GMC Safari van sitting in there and you know they have these big old dog boxes over top of the engine and one of my first working experiences starting into my career was uh, taking one of those dog boxes off in 100 degree humid Pennsylvania weather outside to do a tune up on an engine and it was uh, yeah that was like kind of one of my introductions to working on cars. Um, so uh, I guess with that, any uh, closing thoughts, anyone? And uh, you know, if not, plugs, and uh, we'll get on out of here. Huh? I would just say that I don't think there's anything wrong with being a mechanic or or doing any of these um, you know manual labor yeah, I jobs. Do. I think I think I think it's what we actually need a hell of a lot more of. So I'm not yeah. encouraging people not to pursue those paths as much as I am encouraging people to try and find uh, if it's your passion, one, then pursue it with your whole heart, or two. If it's really your passion, try and do it with an entrepreneurial bent where you can actually mm. reap the full rewards of your efforts. Because I think the the huge mistake is in, in is in thinking that by working for someone else, you're going to have a greater level of security. In truth, that is it's fleeting. It's almost a, it's a, a illusory. It's almost imaginary. Like 
These these businesses, the, if you're not if you're not running them, they could go under at any time because you don't have a fucking clue what those books look like. So I would encourage people to take a little risk, especially if you're young, and go out there and pursue it, you know, with everything you got and and try and create something that's that's meaningful because we only get one life, at least yeah. I think. YOLO. Absolutely. It's it's the feminine behavior that we were talking or the feminine attitude that we were talking about. So you're you're almost depending on a on like a maternal figure to to watch over you financially. Yeah, if you're if you're a mechanic, if you're uh, whatever, if you're a truck driver, do do it to the best of your ability and do it almost as do it as if you were you want to make that your business and 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 have a, a corporation that's based on that. That's that's what I would I would say to anybody doing anything. And also, listen, man, if you have downtime, work on a side gig, <laughs> pick some shit up. Yeah. No, if you're that dude who's a mechanic at some. Uh, I don't know, say you work at Jiffy Lube or whatever, some generic type, you know, run of the mill. I guess I wouldn't say corporate, but it's kind of like corporate adjacent almost. I guess it technically is corporate. But, you know, start, you know, trying to work that side hustle, you know, find friends who need work here and there, your name spreads, et cetera, et cetera. You know, or you figured a separate side gig. Like I've got multiple gigs going on. I'm a little bit of a mechanic myself, but yeah, the entrepreneurial thing is the is the prime thing because there's nothing necessarily wrong with having that nine to five. But you know, it's ideal to be able to get to a point to where you're running your show. You you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, to, to bring in commie terms, there's something to the wage slave thing. I don't think it's literally a wage slave, but there is something to that. It's best right. to not be in that spot. Uh, it's some, ideal. Some people, maybe, maybe it support, is for some people. Support your local entrepreneurs. <laughs> like, go to toplobster.com and pick up some oh, yeah. You know, maybe, maybe there there are some people who are supposed to do nine to five, but I think the people who are listening to this, you should probably be looking for a way out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't be that. the hurt. If you're if you're already of our mindset, I really think that you are built for entrepreneurialism because you have already demonstrated that you are not you're not a go along to get along type of person. You're already disagreeable as fuck. You're already uh, you know courageous in the sense that you're thinking for yourself. You've already bucked mm -hmm. the trend during the the biggest most you know unbelievable psyop for the past two years and and spoken out while everybody else was telling you that you're a fucking uh, a murderer for doing so. So like, yeah, you're built for this shit. Just go get it. Yeah. That's also yeah. how we win. That's also how we win. Like, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm the, the aggressor on the thing. So I'm uh, obviously not as hip to the, the political thing that aside, let's say that works. Let's say it doesn't, whatever, who cares? Throw that out. Y even let's say it does work. still really entrepreneurialism is the way, like if you like, that's going to have far more. If we can get enough people to move into the entrepreneurial areas of, you know, business that will have far more of an impact than whatever you think any fucking political movement whatsoever is going to ever fucking have. If you have a large swath of fucking libertarian ish people that are fucking, you know, essentially borderline balling. incapable of being, say what balling. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One balling. So they'll be doing well in life. And generally speaking, and two, be essentially unimpeachable by the, the, the powers that be because they are protecting themselves by diversifying their assets, by being you're not something you can just lay these these like sweeping rules against and like they'll stick. Like, yeah, they might give the occasional one here and there, but the nature of this decentralized large mass of entrepreneurs will be so it'll fluctuate. You move from one thing to the other, you know? No, and that's uh, that's been kind of my goal of the podcast is to encourage libertarians to be, become jacked and tan, right? To fiscally improve themselves, you know. I'll never it, be tan, dude. Never. I'm never gonna <laughs> do it. I don't want to fucking hear. <laughs> I'm working on working on my tan here. Look at that. Been here for like two yeah, weeks. I, so. 
Yeah, I was down there a couple weeks ago. You can't really see it now, but you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly Italian, not mostly, but you know, I got bits and pieces in there. The, um, the gym tan laundry. <laughs> David Brady's uh, asking about if he thinks libertarian media production will be useful. Fucking, of course it will, dude. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I, I, when I was on your show a week ago, I said that's an amazing idea, and we need it desperately. So fucking pursue it now. Do not even. You don't even need to go to college for it. Like everything that you need to learn about video production and business management, all of it's online for free. Like you yeah. could do all of this on your own, mm -hmm. and and you're already pursuing it. So just go harder. Yeah, yeah, look, yeah. Look at Top as a model. Top, I know he's not libertarian media production, but he started. Uh, <laughs> like, let's be real. The way Top's model is, he just started doing everything he could for absolutely anyone to the, the basically nose to the grindstone as much as he fucking possibly could, and got his name out there, and you know, just kind of permeated the market to an insane degree. And for the record, I did the same thing. thing. Huh? Yeah, something crazy, David. Pay attention because I know I think he's in college or in junior college. I went to college for fire protection and management. He's <laughs> I, I've, I've never worked a day in my life for in, in, in the field of fire protection and management. I drove a truck and I mean, I played guitar professionally at weddings and I've, I've now I'm a professional artist and I've never went to school for any of the things that I've done professionally. Wow. <laughs> there you go. Go on YouTube, you lazy bitch. Learn some stuff. <laughs> Everything's out there. And, and, I, out and there. I went and got a business management degree only to confirm everything I already knew, you know, like. It really didn't teach me much. So, formality. I, yeah, yeah, it was. It was. It was a formality, and and ultimately, it was just a, it was a placeholder while I figured out what I wanted to do with my life. That, and I think that's what college is for most people. And if you're in that position, you don't know what you want to do in your life, and you don't have a passion or a drive that's like calling you right now, then okay, you know, maybe maybe go to college and get a broader education. I'm not I'm not saying that it's completely worthless, but definitely avoid like the plague any sort of leftist collegiate institution that will you know institutionalize you yeah stop feeling like you have to jump through these hoops to get credentials like sure there's certain things like doctor or stuff like that you have to but like for example look at uh i know this isn't necessarily credentials but like crypt daddy like i know people watch top power crypt daddy he's become like a fairly i mean he's definitely you know blowing up uh, a fairly prominent ish comedian and he never like if you talk to most comedians especially old timer comedians they'll have this like shtick about how you got to go through the rigmarole you got to do the open mics you got to do this you got to do that but you know what fucking crypto he just started fucking doing shit on twitter started being fucking funny and people recognized it and it went from there find your talent start putting out there don't worry about fucking adhering to anyone else's fucking concept of what you have to do of gatekeeping or whatever and fucking just press on you know this is this mm -hmm. is the wild west folks like you yeah. you have an opportunity to go and homestead you know like that's how i view the internet like you can you can go out and you can be or do whatever you're good at. Now it's important that you're good at it though. Like you can't just go like I want to be this and I'm gonna be it. No, you have to have skill there. But normally your skill will align with what you actually want. So yeah. just try and find those two things and pair them up. Cool. Yeah. Cool. All right, let's do plugs. <laughs> All right, uh, I have the No Way Jose show. You're uh, you can find me on YouTube. All the major auto catchers, Odyssey as well uh, at 2020 No Way Jose. Uh, I don't really have anything big to promote. Uh, you guys, Clint Russell, Liberty Lockdown. You can find me on Twitter at Liberty Lockpod, Liberty Lockdown on Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, everywhere else. And this week, uh, actually tomorrow, I will be having on Judge Andrew Napolitano. And then the next day, I will be having on Roger nice. Stone. So nice. it's going to be a, a big, big week for me. So everybody go subscribe to Liberty Lockdown. Thank you. Holy shit. Yeah. Top Lobster, uh, Top Lobster underscore on Twitter, Top Lobster with an A everywhere else, toplobster.com. And uh, go and download the Odyssey app. 
show some show some support yeah. there and stop uh, worshiping the Antichrist here on YouTube. <laughs> and subscribe and subscribe to Liberty Lockdown on Odyssey. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Uh, Kyle Matovic, uh, last name is spelled M-A-T-O-V-C-I-K. I know that's pretty difficult to spell, but if you look up In Liberty and Health, you'll find me everywhere you can find podcasts. Um, check out my band, A Common Crown. Um, we will have a really, really cool show announcement for everybody in Pennsylvania um, pretty soon. It's uh, I'm really, really excited for that. And uh, Wednesday, I have a show coming out with uh, Brandon Harnish. He's a GOP activist in Indiana who's passing tax laws. And uh, Friday, one with uh, Joffrey Verity Schofield. He's a, a big fitness influencer. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my plugs. Thanks for the Super Chat, Poyu. I, I think Super Sticker only usually sent a sticker. Did he just literally type in Super Sticker? I'm confused. <laughs> He's a fucking boomer. He's just cool as fuck, man. I love that guy. Uh, and everybody, seriously, go to toplobster.com and pick up some goddamn shirts. The shirt. Walk on your dick bills. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I will. Say, as a dude who wears mediums, his shirts fit pretty fucking well. So, dude, they're <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got the new uh, "Disobey Your Global Tyrant," which we kind of coincides with today's episode. So go check those out. Those are cool. Perfect. Get Tower Power yeah. merch. Dude. Yeah. Can we? Uh, can we get one of uh, fucking Will Smith slap and Chris Rock? <laughs> I'm sure somebody <laughs> did that already. I don't draw black people. <laughs> That's a good way to I'm end joking. It. I'm joking. I actually got it. We got it. I have a design. <laughs> there's a Thomas Sowell up there, so I'm just joking, guys. <laughs> and you've also done HLA. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle, thanks for having me on, even though I kind of just jumped in. <laughs> well, this was Jose. So, yeah. Sort of. It was confusing. Oh. Kyle was hosting, but yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Cool. All right. Well, I guess we're out of here. I guess that was supposed to be yours, thank God. But all right, we're out. <laughs> <laughs> See you guys. <laughs>